0: Hey.
1: And, and also, we are live on this thing. we got to find a better way to coordinate this, but, you know. Yeah, we that got was to... really, when we've done that, actually. Yeah. Last time, we also I did this. Yeah, well, okay, so check it out. This <laughs> Our <is> guest. Nameless.
0: <laughs> nameless guest. We'll introduce
1: later. But you know, we get to see the visual, though. This, this is the important thing, right? we got to have the visuals of all of us going, Lola, you know? are
0: hidden behind a screen. But, hey, yeah, what's there
1: you up? go. I'm noosh. Uh, so, anyway, okay. Okay, so...
0: <laughs> Alright, <I'll> <laughs> some talking. real technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, no, here, here, here's,
1: here, here's right. what I want to share with you guys. There's a story I mentioned half of it to Ryan, but I didn't tell him the ending of it, which happened recently. And I'm going to share the whole thing with you guys. Okay. This is basically, guys, the equivalent of, like, one of those anime stories, almost, where, you know, a character is, like, a goofy... Like, you know, he's like a, he's like a goofball, whatever character. Like, you. like, like, like Goku, or... No, not me. Well, yeah, (laughs) me. Like Goku or something from Dragon Ball Z. But then all of a sudden you find out, nah, this guy's the most badass dude in the most Uh, badass land. not you. Not me. It's the moment where a goofy character becomes like, oh, shit, this person's legit. So I told Ryan about this classmate of mine. I'm not going to mention names, but I'll tell you about him. He's a character. He's a person who is really (laughs) – He's a character. He he is really, really like – everybody sees him kind of as like a a really ridiculous goofball. Like he is – kind of outrageous in some of the things he says and does, okay? And this
2: is a real person. This is a
1: real person in my classes. For example, let me give you two examples, okay? In one of my classes, um, the teacher was giving – it's an advertising class Mm – the teacher was giving an example of – you know, like, for example, it was like a Candy Crush type of game, but okay. it was used to promote the issue of diabetes, right? And it was mm. trying to, like, create awareness oh, for that. I do remember this. You remember this, this guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so this guy. This guy. So I, I compared him to Dean. If, you know, you guys don't know, but that's the comparison. Anyway, so <laughs> this a, guy. Yeah. It's it, a comparison. It is a comparison. Good so, old Dean. So the point is that in this, you know... PSA, Candy Crush type game for diabetes. Right. And we were talking about this, you know, and she said, you know, what we were creating a discussion. And one of the comments that he said in the class was, diabetes isn't a game. And he said oh, that yeah. with, like, the most serious face. every laughed. every thought, oh, my gosh, that's such a funny thing to say. But he was serious. Like, he was looking around like, no, no. Like, he was diabetes dead. isn't a game. Diabetes like, isn't a game. It's not a game. Later on, recently, this week in class. He's right. She showed us an advertisement um, for a clothing line, right? And the advertisement had basically a woman, and it was like from the torso, upper torso up, you know, very low cleavage, very, (laughs) a very sexualized image, right? And um, the tagline for this image, right on the breast, basically, said, "Where else would it be?" (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it said, (laughs) "It said." sweeter than candy Oh, that's the that's tagline sweeter than and it was very bright colors you know it was like sweeter than candy so the teacher said okay so how can we change this image you know to keep this image but how can we make it uh, not objectifying how can we make it not sexualized put a shirt on <laughs> put a different <laughs> shirt on um, what can we change about the wording right and we were trying to think of ways of, of what can we say instead of sweeter than candy and so this guy serious like totally serious he says how about
0: I'm all about the face. No treble. No. Oh, my Sorry. God. <laughs> that's, the wrong, that's
1: the wrong picture. That we got to lower the pants. That's true. That is true.
0: But it's, 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 it's like diversion. Yeah.
1: So. Dude,
3: you know what? Facebook couldn't see this, but your face when you said that was funny. Was like <laughs> all about that face. Yeah, got show your face more treble. often. You got to show your, you show your, your to face to a little switch bit. Switch the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah i It's the whole thing, uh, man. It's,
1: well, it's, so what it's, he said is, yeah. he very seriously, he says, how about, sweet as candy (laughs) and everybody (laughs) laughed because they thought it was a joke but he was dead serious (laughs) about this he was just like like no like like why not sweet as candy (laughs) and it was like uh so you get an idea of who he is by the way
3: yeah that's that's way less (laughs) objectifying because you're not sweeter you're just as sweet as
0: right you're on the same but he he said it just like
1: that though sweet as candy but anyway there's one more thing do this also like you said? <laughs> there's one more thing you have to know about him this is the the really coup de gras he's a magician okay you need to know this about him he is a magician he has an act he is a magician and for the most I'm part not surprised Ryan the first time I told Ryan that he's a magician when yeah. I told him the first part of the story he's just like that was like the best thing <laughs> to find out about this character just he's a magician but here's the thing I need that happened yesterday that it blew my mind cuz i actually witnessed the moment a goofy person became a badass and that's because he did his presentation in class for this project and no and for his presentation he asked the teacher if afterwards he can do some magic oh. and so everybody thought just...
3: like he just went up
1: there and he was like today we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> well his presentation was on a magic advertisement that was related to magic but anyway so he asked if he can do magic and he did he did Three magic acts for us, and he asked for volunteers and everything. And when he f- did the first act, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I haven't really practiced this one. I'm kind of a little uh, sh- not sure. I might do it right. I might mess up. Blah blah." And we all expected, even if he did it right, we expected it to be like, oh whatever. Like, pff, it's gonna be you know. yeah. It's an amateur, t- you know, college age magician. What do, what do we expect? Right. But he did this act." And by the time he pulled this red cloth through the screen of a cell phone, we were just like, What? (laughs) What Like, we were blown away by what we just saw. And then he did two more acts. One where he transferred an image from his hand by fist bumping somebody into somebody else's hand. That's cool. And we were just like, Dude, this guy is like legit magician. Like, he is not some goofball, whatever. He is like legit. Afterward, was he just like. That was magic. <laughs> he <laughs> e-
0: pan <deadpan> face.
1: <laughs> we were, dude, and the, here's the thing. The, everybody, every single person in the class, we all, every time he says ridiculous things in class, we look at each other like, oh, my gosh. Like, we kind of all agree he's kind of a goofball. But when he, and when he did this act, we all expected something shitty, but everybody in the class lit up. Like, we were like, ho, <laughs> ho. Like, we were blow Like, collectively, 30 people just went from this guy's an idiot to this guy is, like, my hero. You're oh a magic <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean like anyway, that's i I want to show that that was like a pretty crazy moment i I don't even Sounds know his magician like name. Actually, I'm not going to wow. lie. By the way, he's way actually... To like not... I should have not hi- promote yeah. him. Yeah. Well, his name is... I, I guess I should... I mean, I was going to keep his name... As, his name's Arthur. I, I don't okay. know the, his last name, but <laughs> So he... what are you... Whose anonymity are you, <laughs> who's a are you I, protecting? All I know is we thought he's a goofball, but he's an amazing magician. And his name is Arthur. By the way, he has... Solid he, name. He right. has a fire... A flamethrower in his act. Uh, he, he can't do it in class, but yeah. he has a flamethrower as a part of his act.
0: That's cool. So...
1: Yeah, man, the the people you 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 expect the least from, you know. <laughs> they're, they're, That's really what I'm banking on in life yeah. is that people expect. That's what we're both banking the, on because yeah. that somehow we'll. I hope up. I hope we can all be sweet as candy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and on that And on
1: that bombshell. On that bomb shell, here we go. Get ready. So so
0: when you're doing the Facebook Live, they're like, oh, we're building your audience, blah, blah, And then this thing popped up. Congratulations. This is the most watched video that you've seen. And you know how many people are watching? How many? One. Oh, Oh, man. Is that us? Is that somebody in this
3: room? It's it's not us. No, it's
0: not us. So somebody tuned in to watch us live. Thanks,
3: Mom. Dude. (laughs) Dude, that that is a – guys,
1: guys, listen. We've had people watch our videos after After. the fact. Well, same thing with our broadcast. Yeah, Yeah. I do
2: that with you guys a lot. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not able to watch it live, but I go back and watch it.
1: <laughs> and, and you know what? The funny thing is most people can't even go back and watch it, because after a week, the most current episode's gone. You mean so, listen to it? Huh? Listen no, yeah, it. but our Facebook live intro thing yeah, is Yeah, Facebook You're intro, right. yeah. Listen, listen to it, yeah, because I used the wrong words. You did. At always the wrong times. <laughs> That's Anyway, guys, Danusha. welcome to another episode of The Busy World of Ryan Walters. I'm your host, Ryan Walters, and we have... And I'm the cool sidekick, Danushka Kumar Singh here. And... <laughs>
0: Courtney. (laughs) No, I was trying to think because the way you said that reminded me. What's that? Um, There was a cartoon of the kid riding on the bike of Bobby's world. Bobby's world. yeah. Yeah, I don't know why for some reason that just came into my head when you said that. When I said what? The title Busy Life of
1: that's... Oh the Busy Well me. you know the Busy Life of Richard, Richard Scary? Scary Oh, yeah. you... oh my... Carney I, I Love <laughs> I You that. So Much for Knowing That Reference A Lot of People Don't Know It You Know yeah, I've seen I Don't that one. Well, I do. You've Seen It Though A Long Time Ago When You Were A Kid mm-hmm. It's The One With The Cat And The Earthworm Yeah, it's like a yeah little... I Have the Seen it. The Busy yeah. World I Got It
0: Yeah Wasn't it Always On HBO
1: It Was On Like Yeah Showtime yeah, or So I Only Got It When We yeah.
0: Got The Free Cable yeah. On The Weekends
1: Actually By The Way Can I Say HBO And Showtime Had Like Some Of The Best Cartoons like, back in the day. Do you guys remember Little Lulu, by any chance? Little, I love Little Lulu, Lulu. That
0: and then Babar. Okay, Babar. Listen,
1: I was way too poor for all that, so...
0: <laughs> free weekends, that was yeah, it. Yeah, that's
1: kind of what
3: I watched. Same my with parents, the My the parents Disney didn't weekends. want me attached to that stuff, so... <laughs> they didn't want to get you spoiled and They ask didn't want me it. to ask
1: yeah. later on. The same thing with yeah. the... So the like, dis- stick the, to your Pokemon, stick yeah. to
0: your... <laughs> the free Disney weekends. The, the, weekends. Hey the one
1: thing I remember about Little Lulu the most was she started every episode doing stand-up comedy. Like, she was, like, a little seven-year-old girl cartoon character doing... Yeah, Kids who was the voice? Because
0: it was what? it was her. It during... was
1: Tracy Ullman. No, it, was it wasn't no? Tracy
0: Ullman. No? It was somebody else. That... Was it
1: Louise Dreyfus, lady? Louis,
0: Julie Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. No, it wasn't <laughs> Louise
1: Dreyfus. It lady. was somebody like that. Some like somebody it, who was like uh, big. Let me like see f- if I can look. Tina Fey before Tina Fey. Like Tina yeah. Fey before Tina Fey. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, let me see. Well, yeah. Go well, ahead. While we're we're doing that, so let's introduce our guest for the
1: show is our great. Close personal friend Devin and your wife and Andrew, uh, future wife future. possibly uh, if, if the circumstances align and we're still single when we're forty. You know that's it. by the way. I feel like everyone's got one of those. Packs. Everybody's yeah. everybody's got one of those. I you know agree. You, you have to in this day and age you have
2: to secure yourself exactly. I yeah. mean
1: a lot of people are dating for a longer period of time, marrying older. You mm-hmm. know you, you have to have your you know security your insurance yeah, yeah. you know your your love insurance. <laughs> So, Devin, tell us a little Hello. bit about yourself.
2: Um, okay. I'm a registered veterinary technician and uh, currently going to school for my bachelor's. I already have my associates in veterinary technology. and What's your bachelor's in? Uh, it's going to be in business. Yeah. Okay. Uh, specifically management. So, uh, yeah. And obviously I've been called upon for this episode, I yeah. think, because I love animals.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, we thought of you for... By the way, that, yeah. this episode's about pets. Oh we yeah, haven't is. actually <laughs> right. mentioned that. So. The, the topic for this episode is pets. And actually, on that topic, before we even start talking, I'd like for you to start, Devin. Tell mm-hmm. us about your pet, because that is... Dude, <laughs> let all talk about our exactly. pets. Actually, yeah. that could you.
2: be the whole show. <laughs> yeah, well, because the thing Just is...
1: <laughs> I know who you're going to talk I about. Know.
2: My story, or my... Is
3: it about your pet? It's
2: not, it's okay. not. But... It's funny because I kind of go into, like, shelter animals because that's something I'm very, very passionate about. And uh, my dog, in fact, all my animals were rescued from a shelter. And my dog isn't the best example of a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good shelter dog he's got a lot of issues and so I was gonna more relate these stories to Aaron and Sam's dog Nova because mm-hmm. she's very she loves people yeah. and uh, Ryan and Nusha have met my dog and he's t- he's
1: He's you know what? A the, good boy, but a, he has a good heart. But here's he the thing about your dog so, that I love. Right. Well, your dog is a kind of dog that's very suspicious, very sensitive. So he gets upset very quickly. Yes. He'll like, bark. Hey, hey I, why are you getting up? Yeah, exactly. Why you going exactly. Sit down. <laughs> Sit back near, down. Yeah. But one of the things I love is the fact that Nova, who is a much bigger dog, immediately when Gavin starts to bark, Nova runs over like, "Hey, hey, calm down, calm down." She like, will. Nova is just like, "Hey, calm it down." She Dick will literally Gavin.
2: get to his yeah. face and be like, "Stop! That person's fine." Because yeah. poor Noosh or Ryan will get up from the couch to go get potato chips and he'll be all of a sudden on them yeah. and Nova will come over and be like relax it's okay
1: also Aww. what I love about Nova is whenever she sees anybody she doesn't really remember that she's a really big like German shepherd she just jumps on you like throws her full weight on you every time you walk through it's the like door like
0: the bigger they are the smaller they think yeah. they are the smaller always. they are the more ferocious beasts yeah, they are <laughs> exactly. always it's kind of
1: funny yeah it's true they're, they're all not like always that. my dog's
3: really small he's <laughs> not at all well, ferocious yeah, well, let's hear about your dog oh, Bane yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Sounds ferocious, yeah. because of the name. <laughs> he is very much not that. He's, yeah. he's. I think he's the most polite dog I've ever had. <laughs> Definitely the most polite dog I've ever had. Probably the most polite dog I've ever met. He, uh, When you give him his food, he'll sit down, he'll just look at you until you tell him, like, okay, and then he'll eat. Aww. He tries to, like, only eat over his bowl. He doesn't yeah. like making a mess. He... Uh, he hates pooping. Yeah, Uh-oh. he fucking hates pooping. Like he does not like. I've never met a dog who's so ashamed of his own shit. Aww. <laughs> he doesn't like it. He uh, he also doesn't like to bark because uh, it's impolite. Clearly, yeah. He's so a he very does this. Dog. He does this thing instead, where he like very quietly tries to get your attention, like <laughs> like he doesn't. That's he doesn't want to like bark. I wish Gav so, yeah. was like
0: that.
3: We all wish
1: Gav was like that. <laughs> you should probably mention what kind Wait, of dog it is. Cause... Oh,
3: he's... He, yeah. well, that's my he's,
4: brother's name. <laughs> really?
3: He's supposedly a Yorkie Maltese, but I'm pretty sure he's got some, like, chihuahua or something. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very he's... small...
2: Can yeah. I ask, how do you know he doesn't like to
3: poop? Uh, mostly because he avoids it for as long as possible. Like, when he <laughs> goes outside, he starts doing that, like, walk-in and circle mm-hmm. thing, like, he has to go, but he will stop doing that and he'll just keep walking. Like, he forces himself to stop. Oh, my God, that's terrible. It is, because I'm walking him, and I'm yeah. like, dude, I want to go inside. I'm tired of yeah. being out here. And then uh, eventually, when it happens, he's just like, oh, oh God. God. Dude, oh, my it's God. Happening. Dude, oh, God. I
1: love that. The look on his face, like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's oh happening. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> terrible.
3: And then he looks at you with really sad eyes, like, don't judge me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't judge me eyes.
1: Uh,
3: actually, um, when we were walking that one time, I was yeah. like, don't look at him. Just let him. Yeah. Uh, Give yeah. him his
0: privacy.
1: Actually, I'm so averse to watching a dog shit that I actually have to walk away a little bit just because yeah. actually after his dog took a shit, I... Dude, you, you reacted the way he expects everyone yeah. to react. You're you I... like, oh my oh, God, dude, I gotta actually, get out of here. Actually, basically, if his dog is fears about pooping and what people think about him when he poops, I am the I'm the justification for that. Yeah. Like that guy You're reacted exactly like I'm afraid people will react to my poop. You reinforced his I did. I reinforced his psychological issues. Thanks. It's not, it's not nice. Um, Courtney? Um,
0: well, I have two dogs, but in the house we have four dogs, each belonging to a brother. So we have three Jack Russells, Bob, Ollie, and Vito.
3: Your house is very... And then,
0: well, Bob finally moved out with Brayden. That's who he belongs to. Vito... Your dog's name is
3: Bob. Bob.
0: B-O-B-B. Dumb-B-B. That extra B really makes it <laughs> a canine. It's, sure. it's a difference. It's a difference. So Bob and then Vito is my brother Gavin's dog, um, and he's the, he was the runt of the litter mm-hmm. and then uh Ollie or Oliver but we call him Ollie. I, I
3: don't know why but his his name being Vito makes me think of well I know why it makes me think of uh Bam Margera. so I'm always like yeah. oh man that's probably a really fat dog
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty stubby but he looks like we call him a little hamster he's funny and then the other one is a Lhasa Apso and her name is Barkley and we named her after Barkley from Sesame Street the big orange dog because she looks mm. like a Muppet Aww. okay so okay. yeah
1: what about you, Noosh? What's your pet? Well, first, let me mention uh, there's two pets I want to mention. Okay. I know there is. Yeah, one is my cat Smokey. Uh, he's shout dead. Out to Smokey. cat shout Smokey. He's dead. He died like 12 years ago. No, <laughs> almost 10 years ago. Next year, it'll be 10 years. Okay. Uh, I I'll say this about him. He's he's not my first pet. I had hamsters as my first pet when I was like seven. But he's the first pet I had when I was old enough to really like. Oh, I can take care of my own pet. I was like Yeah. 11. Um, but uh, he was a, he's a cat. He's like a tabby, striped gray tabby, you know, common, common gray tabby. But he was the devil. He was <laughs> – i the thing is I've met so many wonderful pet cats that are gentle and kind. They want you to pet them. My cat, his only favorite thing to do was to just claw the shit out of my body. <laughs> and I have scars all over me that I'll – I treasure because he's gone mm-hmm. now. But I treasure because they're the wounds he inflicted <laughs> upon me. And um, – yeah, he was he was he was a little monster, but I I, I loved him. Um, the other cat that I, here's the thing I I don't want to mention if I I don't know if I should mention this part, but I I feel like I maybe I should I don't know here's the thing I have no boundary where I'm like oh, maybe New should be ashamed of this, but eh, New's just never ashamed of anything. It's true. It's true. I've so seen it. the thing is this: my cat was. Uh, he was not neutered, unfortunately. We got him from the pound, but we didn't get him neutered. I, don't, I was a kid. I, I don't know the difference. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I, whatever. I would love to have had him neutered, honestly, because he was a little bit aggressive at times. He Luckily, he wasn't spraying any walls, thank God. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, there, I told you there's two of his favorite pastimes with me. One was beating the shit out of me whenever he could. Uh, the other, though, was whenever I'm sleeping and mm-hmm. I have my blanket over me, mm-hmm. he would come hump my leg when I'm sleeping. <laughs> Uh, against my will, and the problem is this: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is this. I uh, used to stop him, like smoky stop it, like kick him off. But eventually, it's just like it's gonna happen. Just let it. You just accepted Aww. your fate. Just, eventually you
3: just you just pretended to be asleep. <laughs> I just pretended just... to be asleep.
1: I just he just and he gets mad if I interrupt him. He's like like he just gets so yeah, aggressive. I don't like that. It's but here's the thing. Here's one good memory of him, though. I mean, one not good memory, but just overall good things about him. Dude, you're making was, him sound really kind of yeah. like He was a good cat in terms of whenever I'm playing video games or, like, reading a book, he'll come curl up on my lap and stay with me. Also, my dog, who I also had, I had a, I had a dachshund beagle. So basically, like, imagine a dachshund, but that's really big but stretched out like a beagle. <laughs> yeah. It's a really weird-looking dog. I loved him. Sam. Uh, he was very protective of Sam. I mean, he beat the shit out of Sam, too. Sam was terrified of him, even though he's bigger. Dude,
3: you know who Smokey was? He was just alpha prisoner like he was just fucking everyone but you were like you were all like oh, I'll, I'll protect you but you're yeah. a bitch like, yeah
1: that was yeah basically like <laughs> one match. time i had a big dog attack my dog and Smokey went ham on that dog he was pissed he's like nah that's my dog <laughs> not your dog dog anyway but here's the main animal i want to talk about today yeah. uh his name is boo he is a russian blue cat mm-hmm. uh, he is ryan's cat uh, and I love Boo. He, he is he is a royal, regal, majestic creature. Um, he's ch- I've never seen a person feel the
3: way about a cat. That about <laughs> I've never cat. felt
1: about a cat like I do about Boo. Even my own cat. I love my cat. But it's like, it's like the love I feel for Boo is just a different kind of love. It's like I hold him on this pe- pedestal. Yeah. That's what a cat should be. You aspire for all cat kinds to be like I that. actually don't want to get another cat only because I'm afraid it won't be like Boo. <laughs> actually, I've actually talked to his mom one time. I, I asked if maybe we could breed Boo, except he's spiritual he's- again. And- yeah. I would love to have bred him just to get his son. If I could raise his son you know how I feel about raising Boo's son? It would be like if I was raising Ryan's son. Like I would feel like it's an honor, it's a privilege to raise that child, I really love this cat you're, way too you're much. Very impassioned. yeah, no, he he could continue. Also. I, I could. mean
3: Like he he's got a lot of <laughs> and this is a topic feelings. for tonight I, for my cat.
1: I, I I definitely for sure if I ever get another cat, it will have to be a Russian Blue. Cannot be anything but a Russian Blue. So anyway, I. By the way, Ryan has two cats. There's another cat named Lola. I could actually not they are my parents' favorite. cats. I could not give more of a shit about Lulu, Lulu or Lola. What's her name? He doesn't even know her name. Lola. It's Lola. i, I listen. And I she, barely talked to Lola. She yeah. doesn't give a shit about you either. Yeah. Yeah. Boo likes me though. He—he he lets me like—he he tolerates me. Yeah. Actually, uh, funny story. Uh, I, I have. Boo only likes my dad. He's the yeah. only person I've never seen a cat get more upset when his dad goes out of town. That cat just waits by the door, just meowing. And anytime somebody comes to the door, like when I come to visit Ryan, he's like, huh, huh, is that, is that John? John? Or is that you, John? Oh, it's, it's just that brown kid. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. you, can, you can pet me, brown kid. I know you love me. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what, he, that's what he does.
3: Like when uh, yeah. yeah, when uh, my dad's not there and I'm like cat-sitting, I guess, house-sitting, cat-sitting, The uh, I won't see them for a long time. Like, I mean, Lola, I never see her. She doesn't care. But Boo does like wait by the door. Thinking my dad's gonna come home. Yeah, but uh, I know, like, depending on how long it's they're gonna be gone. If he's if they're gone for like a couple days, eventually Boo will get to a point where he's like, I need some Walter's companionship, yeah. and I'll wake up with yeah. him like sitting on me, and he's just looking at me like, Listen, I know this is weird for both of us, but <laughs> just go. But I gotta. I mean, he, he I sees get as he just sees me as the son, son of John,
1: the yeah. son of John, and he's like, Well, I guess you can replace John for now. <laughs> By the way, one time. Um, I actually we got really talking about Yeah, I actually got drunk one time so much that I trashed Blue Boo's play area, like where his toys and his bed is. I just went there. I laid all over. and I just threw his shit everywhere. I was like, well, "I'm here in your shit, Boo." Like it was a very odd thing it was, to do when you're drunk. Yeah, well, <laughs> I yeah.
3: mean, it would have been worse if he wasn't drunk. I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Cool, yeah. We can agree on that. Yeah,
1: I just you know. Anyway, though, I mean, uh, enough about my psychological issues with Ryan's so, cat. <laughs> cats and dogs. Let's talk about Let's, let's talk about cats and dogs. Their Talking psychological is issues. Let's talk about their, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah,
3: so actually what I'm going to talk about is the way cats and dogs are different psychologically and uh, how they see us. So first I want to talk about cats because I don't like cats as much <laughs> as I like dogs. Uh, I mean, cats are cool. Whatever. I'm cool with cats. I have two cats. They're all right. Uh, But cats see humans as big, stupid cats. Like, they, they, when they look at us or they perceive our whatever, they don't see us as some other entity or some other species or anything. They don't really, like, fathom or think about that. They just see us as other cats because we're living with them. You know, we're, like, part of their family. But we're also incredibly stupid. We don't hunt. We don't clean ourselves. We don't do anything that like a normal cat should do. So that's why cats do a lot of stuff like kill stuff and bring it in, yeah. give it to you. Because they're not like, oh, hey, I love you. Here's a present. They're like, hey, you're
1: going to die, you <laughs> idiot. You need to eat this. Yeah.
3: So that's cats. Anyway, I don't care Wait, about cats. I
1: want to mention one thing about that. I mean, just like one of the reasons, because I, I was interested in this topic as well. One of the reasons why cats have that thing where they don't see us as being human. They see us as being cats. Mm. It's because cats only have two ways of designating different species, of oh, yeah. creatures. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's either cat or predator. That's the only thing they know. Yeah, And we're not predators to them. So they're like, well, they must be a cat then. Yeah, That's that's their that basic logic. They're
3: they're like barely domesticated pretty much. Like, yeah. they're just... It's
2: because cats were domesticated way long. They haven't been as Later. domesticated. Oh, is yeah. that the case?
3: Yeah. Oh. Well, they were domesticated when? Like, Human civilization was already pretty established. Like we were. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, cat, we've been involved with cats forever yeah. since.
1: I, I think what it's saying is like basically during the hunter gatherer era we had dogs. We had dogs. We had not have cats. cats back then. We didn't yeah.
2: domesticate them as it were. It, it was
1: more like when civilization actually started. Right. The cats. So started. they cats still have. Like, eh. These houses you're living in are pretty sweet. Yeah. They still have more
2: of their instincts than dogs do.
1: By the way, on that topic, there is a I haven't seen it, but there's a documentary on Netflix that I'm kind of interested in called The Lion in Your Living Room. (laughs) That's about cats. (laughs) It's about it's about that, how cats are not as domesticated as we think. Yeah. That's why Smokey That's why Smokey Smokey uh, He protected me, but only because I was his I was his bitch.
3: Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway I want to talk about dogs. No. Uh, so, dogs are the best. Right? <laughs> yes, they are a man's best friend, what have you. But science now has also proven that dogs are the best and man's best friend. <laughs> um, so the uh, the first thing is that dogs were—they have a common ancestor, or they evolved at some point from wolves, right? So yeah. they were wolfy at one point. They weren't—they weren't actually wolves. It was like a common ancestor of wolves and dogs
1: to think that bane came from a wolf
3: right so where where they split was some of them were very social very whatever curious about human beings they started hanging around hanging around people started becoming dogs the other ones who were like "Ah, i don't know about those guys i'm not going over there became wolves (laughs) that's why wolves are still you know very like frightened of people
1: so so the the common ancestor some became wolves some became dogs. So it right. wasn't wolves became dogs, it's no. common ancestor. No. Yeah. Wolves okay. wolves and
3: dogs are related but they're hmm. uh dogs didn't like evolve from wolves. Okay. Whatever was
1: before wolves. Uh, that's a common misconception, yeah. Yeah.
3: is it? Did I'm, you think they came from wolves?
0: Uh I didn't
1: really think it they didn't to be honest, yeah. I didn't really put much thought that's, into it. That's You know what?
3: That's not the same as thinking they did, but it's close enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They'll get a pass this time.
3: Yeah. So anyway, so dogs have evolved in really specific ways with us in mind, right? So uh, dogs are capable of understanding things that most animals aren't, like pointing, for example. If you point at something, a dog will generally, usually look where you're pointing rather than at your finger, which is actually what most animals do. Even primates, I don't think, understand what pointing is. Uh, They also understand eye contact and like gazing or glancing at something. So like if your dog wants your attention, they'll look at your eyes. Whereas other animals yeah, just... they don't. They don't. Uh, and they also, if you're looking at something, even if you're not pointing, they'll be like, what's he looking at? You know, so they, they look to us for, for guidance. <laughs> cute. So much so that dogs also come to us for help before anything else. Yeah. So they, they did this study where they put like treats inside of like a container so the dog could smell them, the treats, see the treats. They knew they were in there, but they couldn't open it. And they immediately always go to the person in the room, whether they knew that person or not. It's like, hey, man, you want to open this thing for me <laughs> they tried it with other dogs and uh the dogs all would come to the thing and smell it but they would just ignore it after a while but as soon as a person came in they all went to the person like hey yeah. i know you can open this thing so yeah so dogs unlike cats definitely know that we are not dogs they know that we're something completely different with like our own separate resources and like uh abilities that they don't have thumbs I mean, they don't know we have thumbs, but they yeah. know we have...
0: No, I just saw an article about a study that was saying that um, they found that dogs understand, they understand language, but they au- actually understand a lot more when you speak with your hands. So they they understand uh. gestures and they'll they'll respond a little bit more than just your words. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, they... Um... Sorry. <laughs> I, my phone is like... Blowing up? No, it's not blowing up. It's not working. Uh. Which is sweet. Uh, okay. So all of this, though, uh, comes down to how much dogs love us also. So the, uh, they've done, like, a lot of brain scans of dogs. And, like, the first thing I read was uh, that uh, they did this study where they had a bunch of different, like, smells for dogs to smell. And they had, like, a brain scan attached to them. So the dog would smell food. The dog would smell other dogs, familiar dogs, mm-hmm. other people. And familiar people, so, like, their owners or what have you. And when the dog smells familiar people, their, like, reward center of the brain, like, lights up. The same, almost the exact same way as a humans would if you saw, like, your baby or your parents or your sibling or someone that you, like, really love and you're really, you know, attached to. So your dog, when they smell you... They're like, oh my god, like I fucking love that guy. <laughs> like, and even other familiar dogs, like dogs that have grown up together who are brother and sister or whatever, they don't have that same response. They just, oh hey, it's that guy. But when they smell like the person, they're like, holy
1: shit, that guy, that guy, that's my jam right there. Dude, by the way, this just reminds me of something really depressing, but I, I, I just thought of it right now. My dog, because my cat died, but my dog, I had to leave him with some other people, and I haven't seen him since 2008. And, it ju- and one of the things I just thought of when Ryan mentioned this was like, ah, oh, I wonder if Sam saw me again. He'd recognize me. But then I realized, oh, shit, Sam's probably dead. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's been like. That
0: spiraled way down. Yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> we that- got jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, go on. That took a turn. Uh, do you know what? Me and Pets, guys, th- I guess for me, Pets is like talking about death. Because that's all I have. That's, <laughs> it's it's a sad conversation. Well, really. I mean, <laughs> all dogs do die eventually yeah. you know so i mean yeah. what is the I whole thing everyone... with dogs? it's seven we years dogs right one year seven years for them or how long do dogs live it
2: depends on the, the breed it de- yeah. i'm not a vet <laughs> it, I, it depends on the breed it depends on how healthy it's been um larger breeds typically don't live as long as the smaller breeds do hmm. but there's a lot involved labs typically get cancer and they t- wow. typically die younger huh. um so just because you know it's it just depends, but I'm hoping Gav lives to be like 16. I'll be really devastated if he dies before uh, that. My uncle's
0: dog, um, Fletcher. He was a Shih Tzu. He uh, they actually ended up putting him down. He was 18. Yeah, when he died. Dang. The smaller dogs wow. live long. Uh, he was actually healthy. Dude, I'm and everything, never getting rid of Bane. He was blind yeah. and he was just he was deaf, I think. And they were just like it's time to just let him be. So yeah, he was 18. Wow, yeah. he died. Yeah.
1: Go on, Ryan. Try to try to pick up this depressing. Uh, okay, well, I guess
3: what we'll uh, we'll try to make this more nice, not mm-hmm. not depressing. More lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, so dogs love the shit out of us, right? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. And and they're finding that uh, you know people like scientists were thinking, okay, well, they know one that we are food provide like we provide for them. We're capable of giving them stuff that they can't get on their own. Maybe this is like a, oh, hey, that guy helps me out a lot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they also found that even when there's no nothing involved for them other than just human companionship, they are like super into us. So um, dogs are the best, man. Like, <laughs> they're the best, and we don't deserve them. I think. Well, they, like, they, they,
1: they really are the best friends because
3: yeah. they – I mean it's also – you know it's another thing that's weird that I, I don't think this is actually related to this. Yeah. I didn't really look into it too much. But it's kind of weird that dogs can look at other dogs and they all know immediately that's another dog. Yeah. No matter what breed they are, no matter what size they are. Like yeah. big dogs look at little dogs and they're like, "Hey, that's a dog." Yeah. And like little dogs look at big dogs and they think, "Hey, it's a, a it's scary a scary dog, but it's, it's a, a dog." dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a god. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I never yeah. even thought about that. So There su- it's right super
2: now. crazy the stuff. Like I was reading an article that when you're with your dog in a room like they did a study if you're in the room with a dog and then you leave the amount of stress they go through is the same amount that if a mom leaves her toddler oh wow they, yeah. they go through similar phases yeah. and stuff well
3: also the, the thing to, to think about with that for dogs is that uh, you know they're pack animals yeah mm-hmm. still to this day they're pack animals mm-hmm. and so they see us as like part of that like their family and what have you mhm but uh, packs generally stay together their entire lives. Like, they don't, like, sometimes they'll leave on their own terms for a little while and they'll come back. But when you leave your dog at home for the day, he doesn't, he's not making the decision for himself to, for you to leave. So he's not yeah. leaving you. You're leaving him. So it's, like, really hard and, like, it, yeah. a lot of abandonment like jerk Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> we should
1: never work. We should just stay, <laughs> stay at, home at home with, with our the dogs dog. should forever. Should I leave I eat right, right now? Dude, what, what you need is yes. one of those, like, uh, baby baby backpack things or you can put Gavin right there with He's you and you just go that. dude remember yeah. when we put that Bane in my backpack cute, when we were playing Pokemon yeah, that was yeah. sick
3: <laughs> that was, he just
2: I, I tucked him in smaller, there I was smaller because yeah. I could definitely do
1: that yeah. yeah
3: yeah I had Bane in a backpack when we went uh we were where were we the pier or something it was the
1: yeah the Redondo Beach Pier yeah yeah nice. he was cool he just That's hung nice. out yeah, of he was, yeah cool huh Did so that. Yeah. love your dogs yeah love your <laughs> Love well, your, speaking
0: you know, of uh, loving your dogs, so when fireworks happen and stuff, I was telling them oh, about yeah. that. Um, you know, they get really stressed with the loud noises and mm-hmm. everything. And um, I came across this article, which I thought was just awesome. David Tennant actually recorded two videos, one for dogs and one for cats, um, to for you to play for them. It's supposed to be soothing. And so he's reading, like, stories. Um, one of them for the dogs is called Woofering Heights. And so he's reading that. <laughs> yeah. And it's shot entirely in blues and yellows because that's what the dog's vision spectrum is. And then for Man, cats. David
3: Tennant really loves dogs. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then for cats, it's called Pier Window. Um, and it's set within a window frame because I guess cats like to look out the window. Yeah, and so huh. you play this. So for them, for in England, is for Guy Fawkes Day because they have all the, and the bonfire night because it's all that noise. And so for us, we can use it for Fourth of July, and you just play this loud on the TV, and it's supposed to help calm them and soothe them and drown out. It's the... It's just him like reading noise. stuff, right? It's just him reading it. Well, it is, and they're showing stuff too on the screen, so if the the, oh, yeah, the yeah, dogs yeah. or cats want to watch it, they can.
1: So that means that uh, you know the, the dogs and cats they don't know David Tennant. But if they ever met him and heard his voice, they would just be like, "Oh, it's, window guy. it's window guy," or "It's you know, blue and yellow, blue guy. And yellow guy." Blue and yellow
0: guy. I, yeah, just I like, "Oh, <laughs> lieutenant."
1: Yeah, Devin, awesome. do, you, uh, what do you? What have you got for us today? Okay,
2: yeah. So I just wanted to, like I said a little bit earlier, shed some light on some of the shelter animal stigma. Um, there's a lot of myths and kind of preconceived false preconceived notions about shelter dogs and most of them just and shelter cats too most of them are just not right and um, first I want to uh, just mention that approximately 7.6 million companion animal shelters um, uh, sorry animals enter the shelters each year And um, I think it's – what did I write down? 2.7 million of them are euthanized every single year. 2.3 million?
1: 2.7 million.
2: million. So think about that. That's a lot of cats and dogs out there that for one reason or another are euthanized because they were unwanted or for whatever reason. And actually, um, some of the uh, reasons that the uh, American Humane Association lists for reasons why people relinquish their pets – Um, is because their residence doesn't allow um, a dog or a cat, there's not enough time, divorce, sometimes death in the family. Um, But some of it is behavior issues, which is really alarming for me because it's so, that's something that's so simple to fix. It just takes a little bit of time. I'm not necessarily simple because like in the case of my dog, which is kind of, it's funny, it's ironic that I'm doing this story because my dog is a, a shelter dog and he is, uh, has all sorts of problems. Um, but it's something that people can, if they want to, take the time to really fix with their pets. Um, and it's just really sad.
3: It's also especially sad when you think about how much those dogs are like, oh, I just I love people, I, love you. <laughs> I just love people, hey man. Hey, man, I love, oh. The worst <laughs> ever,
2: happen. to me, like, it's instant tears if I'm on Facebook and I see a story about how a 13-year-old beagle was with a family his whole life and then dropped off at the shelter.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, to me, I'm just That's like, rough.
2: how, like, why would you do something like that? It's super, super sad. So um it's something as a vet tech that I see, um, not so much anymore because I work at a school right now, but. Uh, when I was in practice, it was something that I saw all the time um, happen, and it's really, really sad. And so kind of one of the stories I wanted to bring about is that these shelter animals are super smart. I mean, like I was talking about Sam and Aaron's dogs, super smart, very trainable, very um, likable, great attitude. Um, not every dog is like that, but that hasn't oftentimes has nothing to do with the shelter. It has to do with who they were in Gavin's case I really really think he just was not socialized at all I think whoever had him because I adopted him from the Lancaster shelter I think whoever had him had a big property and just their dog got pregnant they had puppies and they had no idea how to care or how to socialize them and he just became afraid of everything and now that fear and anxiety is it's often portrayed as a bark and it's super annoying, but I love him, <laughs> and I would. It's su. It's the worst.
1: It, it, it's but, like people. I mean, everybody's got. They've got their things. Got to, you, you know, you got to make. And that's with dogs too.
2: To, I think there's yeah. no per, absolute perfect. They could be perfect for you. Gav's for sure, 100 percent perfect for me. I'll put up with the barking because I love everything about him. He's so loving to me. He's, he doesn't chew furniture. He doesn't go in the house. He's such a good dog. It's just that he's, you know, he's protective of me. And I kind of like that because when I'm living on my own, I want people to know, like, don't mess with me. My dog will murder you. (laughs) But there are a lot of organizations. So for example, Canines for Warriors, um, they're an organization in Florida and they partner with shelter dogs to um, work with ptsd veterans and um these veterans have oftentimes severe post-traumatic stress disorder all you have to do is look on facebook and you'll see they're seriously days away sometimes from suicide or they've already attempted it and they're just at their lowest point and all of them will tell you until i got my dog you know they saved my life because I was about to take mine until I met my dog because they'll really allow them to, to re-enter the world and feel comfortable when normally they wouldn't. Um, and oftentimes, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it, but oftentimes, like if they're sitting down or standing, the dog will be facing that way so um, the ex-military will feel comfortable that someone's watching their back because a lot of times they feel like Man, they're in Man, get... dogs
3: are the best. <laughs> they're the
2: best. And so... Um, Oftentimes, um, these these veterans are just so thankful that, they, that this dog was there to save their life. But they're also saving a life because most of these dogs, well, a lot of them, specifically with the Canines for Warriors, they're shelter animals. They're just looked at, seen if they have good temperament, and then chosen and trained. And these aren't puppies. They're not trained from the get-go. They're two one-year-old dogs that are already, you know, quote-unquote, people think they're set in their ways. That's not true. Any dog can be trained for anything. Yeah. And these dogs were, are trained to really help these um, these families, these uh, military families. And um, there's a lot out there like that. There's um, also some that do... That where the inmates, prison inmates. Oh, I've um,
3: seen that actually. Yeah, yeah. they
2: work with the, the shelter dogs too. And then oftentimes they'll go for um, some sort of service dog or something. So it's kind of like a triple. Not only is the dog getting saved from the shelter, but an inmate is learning how to actually care and respect for something and, and work towards something. And then they go on to actually help save someone's life or help service you know, someone in some way. So um, these are all things that I think are really important for people to know when, you know, thinking, oh, I really um, don't want a shelter dog. Uh, You know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's not true at all. And not every dog is going to be right for everybody. It doesn't matter what, you know, it could be any breed, from a puppy um but i think it's worth people to take a look at the shelter and it feels good it really does feel good i, I get a little bit of bragging rights to be like yeah i rescued my dog i'm proud of it <laughs> i'm a cat so
1: don't they say that um dogs have like the intelligence of a six-year-old or something like that it's pretty close to that yeah, yeah i mean something so i mean like that. in that sense of course it's not old enough to like you like, it's not too old to teach them yeah. to you because also you in that six-year-old. sense you old a lot of dead six-year-olds yeah, <laughs> yeah. you had but to go we ahead. laughed why did we laugh <laughs> that, was, that was that's, funny, that that's fucking pretty, terrible <laughs> that's pretty sad uh, that's well we this are, is a great show we are Ryan are dead dead <laughs> isn't a bad thing here <laughs> yeah that's
0: true <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a comedian, um, Bill Burr, where he's... there's a uh, part in Bill his,
1: Burr? I'm joking. I, we love <laughs> Bill Burr here. Well, I've
0: maybe you've seen <laughs> uh, but, uh, where he's talking about how his girlfriend oh, his at the time, pit bull, yeah. his pit bull, she wanted to get a shelter dog. He's like, no, way. I don't know where he's been. She might come murder me in my sleep. Like, I don't know, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. And then, of course, when he got her, he's like completely in love with her. Like, guys are such babies. They'll be like all blah. And then as soon as the dog comes, they'll be like, yo, mm-hmm.
2: dogs, dogs are, are the babies. Best. They're the yeah. best. One of my favorite quotes of all time is... Whoever said diamonds are a girl's best friend never had a dog. But also, that sounds like yeah. a
1: bumper sticker.
3: A cool quote it's that I heard one time, <laughs> time was, uh, it was like when, like, it was saying, like, oh, God said this when he made this thing, or he said this when he made that thing. It said, God said when he made dogs, oh, these are great. I'm going to want
1: all these back one day. <laughs> like a <laughs> Aww, reference to that's All Dogs why they, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, All Dogs Go to Heaven. They do. That was a legit, that was a yeah, good movie. That was oh, a good movie. Legit yeah, movie. yeah, that's well, a great that, movie. That, that's true Did you, Have you but, seen that
2: as an adult, though? because it's kind of terrifying. Well, <laughs> I rewatched it.
1: I mean, you know the thing is the first movie was a lot grittier than the second because yeah. the first movie it dude, was like what's oh, up with kids movies being I remember I
3: was like really into like the Brave Little Toaster and then I saw it again when I was like a little yeah. older and I was like this movie is fucked up. Well, dude. Remember, oh, like, yeah, a lot of yeah. those
1: though were not the Disney-fied ones, those are Don Bluth productions, a mm. lot of them. And Don Bluth, he, he made The Rats of Nim. I mean, he's yeah. he's like, he's, he was... he's, he's, he's ready to go there. He'll, he'll go there. I mean, but... He's like, I'm going to teach these kids <laughs> the real world. I mean, a lot of his films are about, like, death and stuff like that. Like, All Dogs Go to Heaven. You know what I liked about that movie, though, when you think about it? It was a kid's movie, but it directly was like, death happens, death is real, this is a thing. And, like, it also kind of focused on this idea of, well, you want him back so badly, but, you know, you know it's... Yeah, yeah it, yeah, it kind of tied into a lot of that. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, it was scary, especially. Listen, creepy. I'll say this: number two was more cartoonish than the first one, only because it, it had more of a cartoonish plot to it. But it was also scary in one sense, which ties back into what you, you were saying about dogs being the best, only because in All Dogs Go to Heaven Two, Satan was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a thing. Like, and he, yeah, it might be. The, the, the darkest thing about that movie, though, number two, was at the end, the main antagonist in the first movie who, by the way, creating fantastic character relationships. I mean, uh, I forgot the main guy's name. He was played by Burt Reynolds. Charlie. Charlie, right? Was it
0: Charlie?
1: The main dog's name was Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the movie in yeah, Charlie, his friend, was Carface, but yeah. Carface was also a bad guy who tried to kill him. <laughs> Succeeded technically. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, then in the end of part two, Carface goes to hell. Carface gets dragged to hell by <laughs> Satan Cat. Like, dude, Don Bluth gave no shits about it. kids. You're gonna learn this lesson about life right now.
2: I mean, I think give they you should. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, don't say that. Don't say that. about My poor Smokey. <laughs> Listen, if, if if Smokey went to hell, he'd be running hell right now. Yeah. <laughs> um okay he's, he's like humping satan he's probably oh my god and satan is just like uh just, just let him just just, let him just pretend to be asleep <laughs> him <laughs> him. it'll be over soon it'll be over soon okay so i have got an interesting story for you guys it's not about dogs or cats well it is about a cat i guess um it is a story i, I mean by the way i feel like you might have heard this somewhere ryan but i probably yeah maybe who knows but we're the same person we so. are we are somewhere in my memory you've accessed that that file uh, so this is a story uh, about Mr. St- Mr. Tibbles and the Stevens Island Wren. Ring any bells? A little. A little bit? Okay. Got, a little, got a little jingle. Got a little, little jingle. <laughs> so okay, this is a story about a cat named Mr. Tibbles, okay? and uh, the, Great name for a cat, by the way. It is. The, let's talk about the wrens first, okay? okay? So the Stevens Island Wren... Uh, also called the Lyles' wren. okay, That's the, the animal's species name, Stevens Island wren or the Lyles' wren. It is one of five species of flightless songbirds to exist in the word, world. So, I mean, you know, we've seen songbirds flying around on branches, but in, you know, the history of the world, there's only been five recorded examples of flightless songbirds, okay? Oh, mm-hmm. right. um, I do remember this. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, coming back now. Yeah. And um, so... This, this was one of them. This species was indigenous to New Zealand, but it was eliminated from that island in prehistoric times when the Maori mm-hmm. tribe, the Maori people, came from the, uh, the Pacific Islands to New Zealand. They brought Polynesian rats with them, and the Polynesian rats basically wiped out uh, most of the Stevens Island wren on the mainland. Mm-hmm. But Stevens Island was safe from that purge, and the birds continued to exist on that island, along with many other animals. Um, the last place on Earth they existed was Stevens Island, hence the name. Hence the name Stevens Island Wren. Right. Um, these birds lived off small insects, and they ran and they hopped <coughs> along the ground and on rocks. They're like mm. they're very much you know like kiwis or like you know road runners almost. Um, oh. One of the quotes about them is. This is how, how they were described. Uh, running around the rocks like a mouse and so quick in its movements that he could not get near enough to hit it with a stick or a stone. By the way, back then, people describing things, described How things, easy is this to kill? <laughs> how, <is> this th- <laughs> how easy is it to kill this thing? Uh, it's hard to kill this thing. But that's one of the few descriptions of it um, uh, from those days, right, when they discovered the Stevens Allen Wren. So what so, happened to all the Stephen Allen Wrens? <laughs> oh. So, by the way, before 1984... The Stevens Island Wren was an undiscovered species. Nobody even knew it existed. Mm. So for, I mean, for like millennia, this things existed on this island safe, you know, from humans. Um, and then the humans And came. then the humans came. So <laughs> 18, about, I said 1984. Yeah, I was going to ask sorry. you about that. <laughs> 1894. This happened. This happened last <laughs> week. 1894. That's when we discovered the Stevens Island Wren. Okay. So in 1894, David Lyle... Uh, Lyle's ran, David Lyle moves to the island with his pet cat. Stevens Island was an important stop on shipping routes uh, mm. in the South Pacific, <clears throat> so uh, they need to build a lighthouse on that island. The plan was that you know a community of people would move to the island to create a small town and run the lighthouse, a community of lighthouse keepers. But David Lyle was the first to go to the island, and for companionship, he brought his pet cat mr tibbles because he didn't want to be alone over there and he'd be the sole lighthouse keeper for a few years um so he moved to the island in march no february in february of 1894 he moved to the island in june david would find that a small bird was placed on his doorstep this Instinct of you know, dude. Not... Mr. Tibbles was really. Mr. Worried Tibbles about David. was like David. You're not eating enough. There's no other humans <laughs> or no other cats around to feed you. I better feed you. Yeah. Yeah. So David started in June. A few months later, David started finding small birds placed at his doorstep every morning, and he he recognized me. Oh, okay. Mr. Tibbles is bringing him a gift, right? Um, by the end of June, he received eleven bird carcasses on his doorstep every morning. <laughs> oh
2: God! Breakfast. Wait, eleven every
1: morning? <laughs> well, no, no sorry, 11, not, eleven birds. Eleven birds by the end of June. Oh, so okay. this start, this activity started in June, and you know, in the mornings he'd find it, and by the end of June it was about eleven okay. that he's found so far. Okay. That would be going to say, wow, Mr. Tibbles, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Wow, time. Tibbles, yeah, Tibbles he was really a cares monster. For him. <laughs> so, um, by the way, Tibbles did not eat the birds he didn't even eviscerate their bodies he would cleanly kill them and just leave them for david right because he's got to eat david's got to eat right but here's the thing: David has never seen a bird like this before in his life, and he he's like interested in science and uh, you know nature and uh zoo all sorts of things. He's, mm-hmm. he's interested in those things. I mean, when you're a lighthouse keeper in the middle of nowhere, when you you you're living up. by yourself, yeah, you gotta pass the time. You, somehow. you gotta pass the time somehow. So he's interested in these things. So he provided some of these bird carcasses to his friend uh, during one of his visits to the island, like like shipping visits, you mm-hmm. know, bringing supplies. Uh, his friend, Mr. Henry Travers, or Travers. So Travers also has never seen a bird like this before. So he passed it along to New Zealand's premier ornithological expert, Sir Walter Bueller. So it sounds like he an expert. well, considering he lives in New Zealand and he's a knight, he's been knighted. He must be legit at something, you yeah. know. Um, apparently, in this case, it's birds. <laughs> by the way, the bird expert gets sent to New Zealand. You know. Also, by the way, the bird <laughs> expert got knighted. Like, yeah, you're. You are
3: doing some good bird work, sir. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then the night of birds. Night of feathers. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Hashtag. During the summer. By the way, this, is, this all happened in June. He passed it <laughs> along by the end of June to Travers. So in, in the middle of, let's say, July, August, in the middle of summer. This uh, dead bird from, like,
3: <laughs> dude, by the way, that's a long way for a dead body to travel. Well, dead no, no. Bird it, it
1: doesn't go to England uh, yet, yet. But it goes to New Zealand. Uh, to the out. mainland, yeah. So uh, Bueller studies this bird during the summer. Um, by October of 1894, Travers gets tired of the fact that he hasn't heard from Bueller yet about what's going on with the bird. Bueller's just researching this whole time. So Travers sells nine of the wren he got from Lyle to a wealthy magnate named Walter Rothschild. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're related to the famous Rothschilds, but we can assume they are, considering yeah. how this story is going to go. So, <laughs> this happens, right? Travers sells this stuff to Rothschilds. Also, who buys dead birds? Well, you know, the thing is, back in those days, wealthy, rich, you know, British people, whatever, they were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll buy these carcasses. They're interested in buying dead things. I, I guess know. when you got money, you're like, huh, Yeah.
0: Might as well. I'll buy whatever.
1: Yeah. By the way, I want you guys to notice about Travers going forward. You'll see this. Travers, I want you to think of him as like a skeezy salesman, skeezy businessman, just trying to make money where he can. He's the kind of guy who, in a back alley, will sell you, like, here's a used Q tip from his famous supermodel. Like, he's that guy. He's a really weird guy. So he sold these nine carcasses to Rothschild. Same time, October. Bueller sends a report. On the Stevens Island Wren to London to classify it as a brand new species of bird. After his research all these months, he's recognized, okay, this thing is unique. It's a brand new animal. And he sends a report to London that it's a a brand new species. Unfortunately, Rothschild is wealthier, and he submitted his report before... Bueller got to and the classification of the bird stays with Rothschild instead of Bueller, which this is actually interesting. This started a feud between Bueller and Rothschild that lasted for multiple animal species that they were both trying to discover and classify. <laughs> like Bueller never forgave Rothschild for this because this was going to be his discovery. He discovered a new species of, of bird and Rothschild took it from him. this started a feud. Rothschild wrote many papers and books on birds and other animals and in every one of his books, he slams Bueller as uh, as a person, as a scientist. He basically just just talks shit about him. Like, there's an entire section of every paper and every book dedicated <laughs> to shitting all over Bueller. So th- you know that started with that. but uh, in any case, at this point Roth- I want you to know the status of where these carcasses are. Rothschild owns nine bird carcasses. Bueller has the 10th, and Travers has the 11th. Um, actually, another thing about Travers, Travers sold the 11th to Rothschild, but he never gave it to Rothschild. He's like, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll send it. It's on the way. It's on the way. He never sent it. He just kept it for are himself. Are these
2: carcasses, like, frozen? Yeah, they're, they're basically okay. on ice. Yeah. All right.
1: Actually, and some of them are on They've ice. It's been laying but out in the sun. Yeah, like,
2: so nasty. Ice is
1: rare. So some of them are on ice. Some of them are in alcohol, alcohol solution. So they're, they're, they're chemically preserved. Um, so in London, they classify the bird as Traversia liali, which I cannot believe a skis like Travers got his got name. His name <laughs> and a bird. But it's called Traversia liali, liali for you know, yeah. David Lyle. Um, so now all the stuff's going on in England and New Zealand. Let's get back to the island. Back on the island, Mr. Tibbles continues to hunt the wren. And at this time, I want it to be known, Lyle has only seen the bird alive twice. That description that I gave, at, you know, hunting on the rocks, the whole hitting of the stick, that was Lyle. That was his description. So he's seen it that time. Um, and this and he is, tried to kill it. <laughs> he time. tried to kill it that time. And then
3: Mr. Tibbles was like, Jesus, man, you, you, you're you you're are, in, not you how are how in, Dude, incapable of life right now. Let this, me do. Let me do this for you.
1: This whole thing began this hunt because Lyle couldn't kill it with a stick that one time, and Tibbles is just like, ah, I gotta do everything for this guy. <laughs> yeah. oh, all right, T- All right, what David. What would you
0: do without me?
1: <laughs> so, uh, by the way, this is normal though that he's not seeing it because this bird's nocturnal. It's a nocturnal animal. Uh, Travers goes to the island, and he searches the island in March of 1895. So all this classification stuff happened in October, um, but in the next year, March of 1895, Travers goes to the island to look for more you know, more of the bird to catch. However, he could not find a single wren. However, he became uh, the second example of somebody who saw the bird alive because he found a dying Stevens Island wren, and he examined it. As it died, and then he, of course, kept the body so he can sell it later. Of which course. is, I mean, what else would Travers, Travers do? It's not like you're gonna like try to like learn something scientifically from it. No, <laughs> why would you, you do that? You study it as much as you can, and then you're like, all right, let me see how much money I can make off this. <laughs> this one's fresh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so by the summer of 1895, want you to know this whole thing started in June. So it's by a the, year. It's been a year. Summer of 1895. There is no evidence of any living examples of the Stevens Island wren on that island mr tibbles eventually moves on to hunting a different animal called the south I- south island piopio which is just a different kind of bird uh luckily this bird is flying so it's a little harder to catch but he's he is uh, quite a predator because he's still caught them too but mr tibbles has moved on nobody's mr nobody tibbles find... one fucking cat <laughs> yeah they so, in an yeah, well they, they can't find it right so there's no examples of the bird in London, same time, summer of 1895, the classification report on the Stevens Island Wren is finalized, published, and the bird is declared extinct in the same year. Are in the same exa- wow. In the same month that they published the report discovering the bird, they're like, also, it's extinct. And that's what Ryan said. Uh, this cat, Mr. Tibbles, is the only living example of... An individual who wiped out an entire species of animals. That's crazy. <laughs> he is the ultimate apex predator. <laughs> now, Travers, the, the rest of the story. Travers collects many remaining corpses he can find. He goes to that island. He's like, all right, <laughs> they declare it's extinct. I'm going to find everything before it <clears> rots. <throat> and he finds as many bodies as he can and he he tries to sell them for 50 pounds a piece but nobody wants them so then he immediately tries to sell them for 12 pounds a piece <laughs> he returns to the island again a third time in 1896 a year later to try to find more corpses he's like digging on the island trying to find bodies but he just he can't find any more in he had june a good thing going. It's, it's been 2 good. years now in june of 1896 David Lyle is assigned to a new lighthouse and leaves the island along with Mr. Tibbles. And by the way, the way it's described that Mr. Tibbles is leaving this island, it's kind of like his genocide is complete. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's done. His work is finished. He's killed all the animals. He's by... like on the boat shipping away. And he's just looking <laughs> at it like, dude. Ryan and I joke about that game Tokyo uh, Tokyo Jungle about you know um, the the yipping storm that wiped out oh, all right, those cats about that, yeah. right like Mr Tibbles is like the real life example of that he is just this cat who just wiped out a species <laughs> and then he's on a boat leaving and he's just like yeah it's My done work here I did is good done. <laughs> I, did, I did good work <laughs> by the way there's clearly no wrens but there are popos on that island who talk about that cat like <laughs> like. Nah, you you don't know, you don't know what that cat did to this this <laughs> island. He's the devil. Um so by this time, additional lighthouse keepers have moved to the island and brought along their pets, including cats, by the 1900s. So this is several years later, like 4 or 5 years later by the 1900s, feral cats were roaming the island and wiping out many species of the birds Jeez. there. Uh the cats were everywhere. Eventually, the new <clears throat> lighthouse keepers, Robert Catcart, which is <laughs> very fitting appropriately named robert catcart and patrick hennigan requested shotguns from the marine department (laughs) on the mainland to eliminate the cat population because they're like dude these cats are out of control we need shotguns and (laughs) they're killing us now by 19 they're rising they they were out of control they were just everywhere and by 1925 the lighthouse keepers had wiped out all the cats on that oh island. The cats were eventually wiped out.
2: Oh my god! Thanks,
1: people. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is a terrible story. It's just
1: death. It is a t- it's it's a tale he of said, one species. He's just pets and dads. Yeah. That's Pets and yeah. That's his whole life with animals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this story. So again, as as Ryan mentioned, this story is the only recorded example of a single individual wiping out a species. Um, And David Lyle and, and Henry Travers are the only two human beings ever recorded to have ever seen this species alive um the newspaper and he tried to kill, and he, tried to kill. <laughs> he, he you know what he wouldn't be a subject of the british empire if he didn't try to kill that's, the true. First. that's true and you know yeah. what if he was actually
3: like you know capable and he did kill that one maybe none of this would have happened they'd still yeah. be there today yeah try. Tibbles would be like uh, all right all right cool. that's fine
1: he Tibbles would have moved on to some other animal that would have been harder to kill instead of you know the walking chicken mcnugget you know <laughs> Aww. um the newspaper on the largest island near Stevens island south island where the South Island P.O.P.O. comes from, the press they wrote, there is there's there's very good reason to believe that the bird. This is this by the way. This is in 1895 when it was published. the The record of the bird. The, there is very good reason to believe that the bird is no longer to be found on the island, and as it is not known to exist anywhere else, it has apparently become quite extinct. This is probably a record performance in the way of extermination. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> like, the newspaper was impressed by <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm just yeah. impressed. <laughs> uh, and then later, um, what's his face? Uh, Bueller. By the way, poor Bueller, who just wanted to get credit for discovering this animal. I feel like also know? he
3: took a really long time because he really wanted to be, like, thorough yeah. and whatever. Well, he
0: you know, was a just, knight, so – Let's just put it here. Bueller <laughs> was the first one to discover it. We'll give him the credit. Yeah, now. I mean, I, I
1: give credit to Bueller. He's yeah. the one who did the research. Rothschild, all he did Fuck was that guy. Eh, it looks like it's new. Also, Here's some money. Yeah, let <laughs> me just buy those. Yeah, Bueller, we believe birds. you. <laughs> so, one of the things that he wrote a uh, letter to the Marine Department, and what he wrote is, and we certainly think that it would be as well if the Marine Department, in sending lighthouse keepers to isolated islands where interesting specimens of native birds are known, known or believed to exist, were to see that. They are not allowed to take any cats with them, even if mouse traps have to be furnished at the cost of the state. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, stop bringing cats. Yeah, he's like, even if you have to pay for mouse traps, please stop sending cats to these islands. Um, I want sh- to a decent
0: request. I yep. want to share
1: with you some figures because this whole story, though, is like actually a legitimate issue that exists in the world right now. Uh, domestic pets, especially cats. Um, so this is dogs and cats, but let's be real. It's mostly it's cats. It's mostly cats. Um, pred- uh, domestic pet predation is responsible for wild animal deaths on a far greater scale than contact with power lines, cars, or poisoning. So when we're talking about a wildlife coming into contact with human beings or, or the results of human uh, urbanization, mm-hmm. pets are actually responsible for killing more animals than power lines or, or habitat destruction. Um Cats kill about 3.7 billion birds Jesus each year Christ. and 20.7 billion mammals each year. So we're talking about about 23 or 24 billion animals um, each year. That's billion, a lot. billion. An individual cat, an individual outdoor cat kills 200 animals a year. Dude, just keep your cats inside, <laughs> guys. <laughs> in oh, fact, fuck. one of the things in this report says outdoor pets Pet cats and stray cats are the biggest source of these killings, Um, obviously, since indoor cats stay indoors most of the time. Um, And on a a, a really unique situation, island-dwelling cats are considered one of the most lethal killers in the world. If so if you have an, if you have an island if you like like Hawaii or like anywhere where it's, it's a closed off environment closed off yeah. um, uh, yeah. you know, situation um, island dwelling cats are the most lethal killers 14% of all bird reptile and mammal extinctions in history have oh been attributed my God. to pet <laughs> cat. cats oh my yeah God. 14% pet cats uh, and 8% of all critically endangered animals have pet cats as their biggest threats. Cats. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, keep your cats inside. Have you guys
2: heard of people having – have you heard of barn cats?
1: No, what's that?
2: Uh, I have. I, well, I used to live in Indiana, and so I have a lot of family and um, friends on the East Coast. And th- there's these big properties because properties are cheaper out there. And they have barns, and they specifically have these barn cats. They're more feral, and their purpose is to keep rats and stuff out oh, of okay. – out of their backyard and out of the house and stuff. They, most of them don't go actually inside the house. They just... Stay in the barn. Stay in the barn, backyard area.
1: So they just have Have cats, cats
2: to kill rats yeah. and stuff like that.
1: But one of those cats gets out, it wipes out an entire population of bunnies or something. You know?
2: Yeah, well, it could be anything yeah. coming in their backyard. The cat's not going to...
1: Jesus.
0: So a different shape Yeah.
1: Listen, I, I just want to say this. As a big fan of Watership Down, shout out to Aaron. Uh, <laughs> as a big fan of Watership Down, which is about bunny rabbits, I mean, they are terrified of cats. You know? Cats are... They should be. I'm <laughs> terrified of cats. <laughs> and Especially I, I... after this, I'm terrified. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, it's really funny, by the way. I mean, seriously, it's really funny though that it really... The whole line, in the living room thing. It's really funny to think about, but cats are, in some situations, apex predators. Like, they are some of the most lethal predators in the world because they're so good at what they do and they're so willing to kill. Yeah. And they kill, by the way, for, for just amusement and fun sometimes like it doesn't even have to be for food by the way i actually have several pictures on my phone about this and i didn't even realize how many pictures i took it's another example of just my love of cats i guess <laughs> i was at the park playing pokemon go right and i was just walking by and i saw this cat and he was like kind of like crouched down this tail his butt in the air kind of tail wagging a little bit and he's just kind of like staring at this hole and i was like what is he doing and then i realized oh he's like hunting like a mouse or like a, like a gopher or something that's in that hole and he kept on like trying to jump in the hole and grab it like he was like like and then you know he was very cute you know
4: Yeah.
1: I walked around the track at the park and I walked back around and same thing the cat was like right on the track and he was just like same thing just trying to just like wait and hunt this hunt this little animal and I just took so many pictures of it <laughs> it was the cutest thing in the world but I now also recognize that cat was just trying to murder the shit out of this <laughs> this poor little you know mouse and then her- not eat it and not oh, eat man. it my I mean, cat
2: it, is a great hunter i let her um eat all the spiders and the flies and stuff
1: you know surprisingly for being as as a, as much of a monster as, as Smokey was he was not a very good hunter he was the kind of cat that's like huh it's a cat it's a, i mean sorry it's a mouse it's a mouse, I it's a mouse. Uh. actually if it's a cat he'll try to kill it like that's his he's that's like his... i only hunt big game <laughs> he, Yeah, <dude, laughs> seriously, dude the simple fact that my dog was like more than twice as big as my cat and because of the fact that when my dog was a puppy my dog my dog's perspective is Oh, friends. Oh, friends. He tried to be friends with my cat and my cat slapped him in the face so hard one time. Ever since then, my dog just learned a healthy respect to the point where when my cat is walking by, my dog, who is much bigger, freezes in place. His tail's wagging because he's like, Oh my gosh, he's so close to me. My friend is so close <laughs> to me. It. But at the same time, he's terrified and frozen in place because oh. he knows this cat will fuck me oh up if God. I make the wrong move. <laughs> my, my dog and cat had the best relationship. Well, from my perspective, from my dog's perspective, it's like right, so domestic yeah. abuse relationship. That's up. <laughs> he
3: was probably not wagging his tail because he was excited. He was probably wagging it like, "Oh, it was, I, I am totally happy to see you." Like, I'm just—he's keeping up appearances because right. he didn't want—he yeah. didn't want Smokey to be like, what you're, front. "What you're? What hey. you? All of a sudden, you got you got beef?" Like, <laughs> no, man. <look laughs> Don't up. I We're treat great. you right? We're great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your poor dog. Ah.
1: Yeah, you know, this This episode has, has proven to me cats are monsters. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Corden, do you have anything to add to the cat monster? Anything related Not to, that? to the cat monster,
0: about? but it just makes me think of my dogs because we always called them little lions because they would actually hunt each other. And um, they would actually do, like, the whole shoulder blade, like, you know, back thing or whatever. So it's, you know, like, our little lions.
1: Dude, when cats get pissed and their, like, hairs rise, they were legit scary. Like, even though you know they can't kill you, all I know is – He can really mess me up if you wanted to. Actually, to be honest with you, one time, this is an interesting story, um, we had guests at our house, um, and, um, you know, a relation of mine, basically. Uh, The point is, though, this stray cat, or not even a stray cat, it was an outdoor cat of a neighbor of ours, came to the screen door of our house, and my cat, Smokey, he got so mad, he was, like, you know, pissed off, his body was, like, getting bigger, like, hair was rising. And my relation tried to move him away or like kind of like, whoa, close the move. door. Bad move. Straight up. Smokey got so pissed, he tore a chunk of flesh out of the, per- the back of that person's leg. And to the point where they have a wound. They had to get stitches because he just basically put his claws in and just took flesh out. Oh, my God. Like a hole <laughs> was made in a human being's leg. I was like, I mean, dude, seriously. <laughs> For an animal that is not going to hunt mice, he loved attacking bigger game. (laughs) Like, it's a weird cat.
0: This is making me very scared because I'm supposed to cat sit next week. Oh, yeah? Listen, there's some very
1: gentle cats. Well, even Boo, boo. though, sometimes.
3: Like, to Bane, though. Like, actually, I'm like, I don't know. Bane's problem is that he's still very sheltered. Like, I've had him since he was really small. I mean, he's small, but since he was, like, a, a puppy, I've had him. And he's always lived, you know, like in an apartment with, like, people. And we took him to dog parks and stuff, so he's, like, friendly with other dogs, and, like, he really, he's friendly with everything, because he doesn't know any better. But my cats, they're, they they don't, like, hate him. Like, Boo doesn't actively hate him, but he, uh, I don't know, it's weird. Boo will, like, walk up to him, because he's, like, curious about him, because he's, like, a new animal. But as soon as Bane's, like, oh man, hi, 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 he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, back up back up and he gets all fluffy and he gets pissed and I'm like dude Bane you're going to get yourself killed one day like <laughs> I, you're just going to like run up to him and he's going to just
1: I I would love to, do does Boo have like claws? Yeah. Oh, I, don't guess. But I would not dude, dude Decline's pretty cool. I know. I, I don't like yeah. it either. Yeah, yeah. I I mean when I had my cat we always trimmed his nails when it got too sharp, you know. Um but not not always cuz Oh, that's true. That's a mod. Yeah, that's that person. Like, yeah,
2: so That's exactly
1: what I thought of. Clawli Ma. Dude, by the way, that's a really cute name for a cat, Kali Ma. I'm gonna get a cat. No, I'm not gonna get a cat. But yeah. if I had a cat, that's what I would name it. I would love to see Boo when he gets mad. Only, cause I, I can't. Here's I, Boo's a chubby cat. By the way, Boo's such a chubby cat that when I go to his house and he looks a little thinner, I can tell I'm like Ryan, have you been feeding Boo? Like I'm a little worried about him. He's a little thinner than I'm. Used to, he, he's plump, plump like a king should be. Right. And uh, anyway, You're the point—that's
0: with this guy <laughs> Dude,
1: he's the point is. I would love to see him get fluffy because that sounds adorable. Need a new
0: word for he, obsessed.
2: <laughs> you guys should listen to Nick Swartzen's newer CD. He has a joke on it about his mom's cat and how he's just like super chill. And then his mom goes to bed and he's like attacking him. And he's like, I don't think you understand how terrified a grown man can be of a cat. He's like, <laughs> it's not a wild animal. It's a house cat. And I was terrified. It's like the funniest joke. You know
1: what is scary about a cat? I don't know if you've experienced this with your cat or any. if you guys have had cats that do this. You know that thing that cats do where they go crazy? Like, they do that yeah. thing where yeah. their hairs rising. They start running around, tearing yeah. around like a madman. Lola, man.
3: actually, she does that, like, all the time, like, at night. And she – we have hardwood floor, and she – Doesn't you know she can't like turn corners fast enough? So what she does is she bank shots. Like she'll run at a wall and jump (laughs) off the side of the wall to like make my dogs do
0: that. (laughs) I think my dogs are half cats.
3: It's
1: crazy. Like I'll be walking out of the kitchen. I'm just, I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna kill somebody. I want you guys to imagine this, right? With my cat's claws being the way they are, and the fact that my uh, apartment was like carpet, not not wood. I would be sitting on my, you know you know my chair on my computer or something and the chair is made of like a material not like leather but like you know like a cushion material like like a couch Um, and that cat's running around tearing up the entire house and then he'll end his madness by running at my chair and like grabbing himself and like spinning himself up really really fast to get to the top of it (laughs) we're talking like his claws are like slashing near my face as he's like (laughs) he loves to just grab his like claws on it and just throw his body up like just like he's flying up to the top practicing for clawing moths <laughs> dude it's scary when you're sitting there and you're like oh my god and he's just on top of your head did you had a weird relationship <laughs> yeah 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 i really did i i realized now it was an abusive relationship and i'm a battered wife who has like marks on me from my bad relationship clearly yeah um, and and you're like, but I love him. But like, I love let's... him still. So, I know Ryan's like, listen, dude, you need to like get some counseling with yeah. your cat, yeah. or like you gotta like split up because this is not good for you. It's not like, no, no. But he all loves my CDs me. are in his house. He, 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 he it's loves take me, me. Six more months he, to get my CDs. This one time, like, I was reading and he came and he sat with me. He loves me. I know he does. That one <laughs> time, kind of bring he it out of me him. Dude, it's it's there. Love. The love is there. You know what? It's just like a battered relationship, only in the sense that you know they say that like you know you're bad that person the whole time, but. You do, like, small gestures of kindness to, like, make them feel like you're loved. Yeah. Dude, that's what my cat did. He abused me, and then he would be nice to me while I'm reading a book. And I'm like, oh, he, he loves me. <laughs> Dude, I had a really terrible relationship with my cat. It's all washing it's over all him coming now. It's all The realization.
0: Him.
1: Courtney, do you have a, a story you want to share yeah. with us? Um, yeah.
0: So I kind of have two things, because okay. one led into the other, and I think it's pretty interesting. So um, I listened to this podcast. It's called There's No Such Thing as a Fish.
3: How dare you.
0: <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But I was listening to it before I started on this one. But um, the whole premise of the show is they share these facts or whatever. Um, and so one was really funny. I'm just like, oh, my God, I've got to find a way to use that on here. So there, it was the fact was about otters. And uh, the guy was saying that the Zorro... Zoroastrian people, which is ancient Persia. Right. They um otters were sacred. So sacred. And um I was trying to do I wanted to do my story on this, but I couldn't really find enough information, but I with the podcast and a little bit of I was able to find something. But they believe that um the spirits of a thousand deceased dogs are reincarnated in an otter. <laughs>
3: a thousand dogs or one otter? <laughs> a thousand dogs cute.
0: in in an otter. So that's why and so they they greatly um they love dogs. Dude,
1: I love the fact that they love dogs so much. That They're they like, were like that yeah. thing is sacred because that thing is yeah.
0: Well, Cuz that's yeah, a water, dog. Yeah. It's a water yeah, dog. It's a water. <laughs> dog. Uh, yeah. So water dog. Otters are a water dog. So um so if you were if you killed an otter, which is sacred. Jeez, these are these are up. some of the things that you would have to do. I don't know if this was you had to do all of these or it was just some of these I'm not really sure where but these are the penalties for it You, uh, there, are, oh, there are 18 possible penalties you had to kill 10,000 frogs what kill 10,000 snakes That's wait a minute terrible. so they're like
3: how dare you kill a yeah. thousand dogs go kill 10,000 <laughs> of these other yeah. things no
0: wait there's more so all of these you have to kill 10,000 frogs 10,000 snakes, 10,000 worms,
3: 10,000 is a huge number. And 10,000 corpse
0: flies, which I don't, the guy didn't know what corpse flies was. I didn't know and I didn't look it up. So we'll just say 10,000 corpse flies.
3: Wow. I'd go for that. So wait, but it's
0: not done yet. You would have to carry 10,000 loads of cleansed wood to a sacred fire. You would lose all your wealth, have to give up your land and property, and give up your daughter to godly men. And these, these are some of the penalties if uh, you killed an otter. One wait otter. Wait a
3: minute. They were like, we fucking love dogs. Yes. Okay. You know what? This <laughs> is a thousand dogs and this one sea dog. If you kill this fucking thing, your daughter's going to get pretty- <laughs> Godly men, that's fucking crazy. By, by the way,
1: though, it does. I, mean, I actually kind of believe it, considering the patriarchy of ancient times. Yeah. That they're like, oh, dogs are way more important than women, clearly. <laughs> okay. I mean.
0: But still, it's a bit. I yeah, mean, no, no, it is. you're already losing your property yeah. and your wealth. You have to do, you have to kill all these frogs and Carry worms, a lot of wood. Carry a lot of wood. And now you mm. have to also give up your daughter. Now your, your daughter. daughter has to suffer. Your daughter Thanks.
1: has to suffer. When they, so when they said <laughs> give her to godly, men, to godly men, it means to be, uh, I mean, Taken. what do you think that's for? I, I thought it was marriage for a second, actually. It could be. I men? mean... She's married oh, to a that's bunch true. of men. Just,
0: that's true. She had to just be given to godly God. men. I mean, I don't know. You know,
1: how godly
3: are <laughs> they? How godly are they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. After doing maybe, that. guys, maybe but, we're wrong. Maybe she maybe. just has to, like, work at the church now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, amazing. That, yeah, like, she yeah. turns yeah. into, like, a nun or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know? Just for the summer. It, just, it's a summer nunship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag summer nunship. There you it's go. It's a good one.
0: <laughs> so, that. that the one, I think
3: the one thing I understand the least. Is killing like why are you killing more animals
1: as yeah. a punishment?
3: I, I don't know. Yeah, that's for, just what like ah oh, shit. You know, what, I dude? killed this. I gotta go kill ten thousand. I'm frogs now.
1: because each frog and each uh, what's the other animal? It's a, it's a cat soul. Worm. It's a cat soul. It's a thousand cat souls, oh, and they're so? just like like you know we can't find ten million cats to kill. We're <laughs> gonna kill ten thousand of these things, that they equal ten frog, million cats.
0: Snakes, worms. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta.
1: Of I can't imagine trying
0: to find 10,000 worms. That seems. I mean, 10,000 of flies. anything. That's a lot of flies. Yeah. Well, so that. I was trying to. Well, at least we find... know
3: exactly how many dog souls are worth. Yeah. Yeah. Frog souls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's a very specific number. Hey, that,
0: that
1: value system will come in handy at some point. I'm right. Sure, when we need to measure dog souls <laughs> When we have to sell bird corpses yeah and... <laughs> you know, travers would have found that you know it, it, knowing travers he would have been like can i buy those frogs and those <laughs> yeah. flies and worms i'll all. trade
3: you all of these for one otter so i can sell it to a roster <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so yeah so i was trying to find um you know weird you know famous people or whatever that may have had an otter as a pet but i couldn't find anything but you can have otters as pets they're just you know, it's not encouraged. Um, but that led to me looking up, you know, weird pets that people may have owned throughout history. Um, and one that I found was that Lord Byron, he— By the way,
1: really quick, before we continue, I, I got to do this because I, whenever I that comes up, I have to say this. I just want to throw a shout out to Lord Byron and just remind everybody that he was the original bad boy of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. He was—because if you look at his profile, it basically says, Poet revolutionary <laughs> that's basically how you describe him i'm
0: sorry go on <laughs> uh he he loved animals um and so some of his uh pets that he had um, he, they even call it you know he had a large menagerie his he had numerous dogs and horses a fox a parrot a crocodile a honey badger dude
3: three that gees. is yeah that's that uh, is asking for some
0: trouble three geese a heron and a goat with a broken leg
1: dude a heron the, the, it's a, a bird heron. right it's like a crane like
3: bird yeah, right? yeah i okay. believe so yeah geese are the honey badgers of the bird world yeah they so
4: are. they're terrifying <laughs> i know
3: he has some pretty fucked up animals. That's crazy. You, you know
1: it is it's because you know it started out with dogs and horses because that's the poet in him but the warrior in him is like i
0: need, <laughs> I need honey a honey badger. badger and three geese
1: <laughs> nobody's
3: breaking into here <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, well, and it, well, what he's mainly, so aside from that, what he's mainly known for is when he was um, a student at, it was at Cambridge, they wouldn't allow him to have um, dogs. There were no dogs allowed. So he's like, all right, it's in the rules. There's no dogs allowed, but I'm going to have a pet. So he gets a bear and he brings <laughs> a bear onto campus. Huh.
3: Dude, how do yeah. you even get a pet bear?
0: Well, I don't know, but, and even the pet. Or a the, pet
3: honey badger, for that matter, I guess. The, wow. the
0: teachers, the people in charge of the university, they're like, well, he, there's nothing to say that he can't, because we only have dogs as a the the whole. I wouldn't
1: I love that logic, only because I, I, I call it the air bud logic. Where, you know, ain't no rules as a dog can't play basketball. (laughs) Yeah, that
0: Right? (laughs) It's just, it's insane. Well, and he he wrote to a friend of his in um, 1807 (laughs) talking about the bear, and he says, um, I have got a new friend, the finest in the world, a tame bear. When I brought him here to Cambridge, they asked me what to do with him, and my reply was he should sit for, Uh uh-oh, I lost the part of the quote. Uh, I don't know, but basically he was just saying he's sticking it to the man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can, I, can I share this about just bears really quick? I had a teacher, a very, very old teacher. By, by the way, this the reason— Old like as in a teacher from a long time ago or old as in like an old person? An elderly person. I mean, when I was in a senior in high school. Um, by the way, people who are very old now or, you know, people from way back in the day when they were younger, they were able to have crazy pets because the laws weren't as strict back then on things like that. Anyway, the point is she said that when she was like a little kid, like six, seven years old— her family had a pet bear named hanky and she would tell us stories about hanky throughout the year that i had her as a teacher and you know finally she told the story of you know how hanky passed away eventually you know blah blah and i remember because that's the last story about hanky and that was the end of the year i i said to her and this was like in the middle of class i, I said to her like huh oh, i i miss hanky and she with like the most like 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 sincere voice, she's just like me too. Aww. And I was like, oh, oh. R.I.P. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh,
0: um, so that was Lord Byron. There was one other one I wanted to share with you guys because I, when I saw, it, I'm just like, what? Um, so this was King George the First, and he had a human pet. You know what, so he man? Had a slave. <laughs> F King, no, well, for that. that's not not really a slave, but I mean, it's.
1: Was it just somebody who was pampered? Like uh, you're, you're my no, kid. it was Did he it, pet the
0: it was person? a it was a feral child.
1: Oh, Jesus. George, <laughs> Jesus, dude! It. The only way this is gonna get worse, and, and I need you to answer this question for me. Yes. Was it a non-white child from like a colony of some kind? No, like it was a, a white colony? child. Oh, okay. Yeah, he at was, least it wasn't like. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> at least oh, it yeah, wasn't. No, no, it's not better, but at least it wasn't like. Let me just take <laughs> yeah. this feral no, Indian no, child. No, that's fair. Yeah.
0: No, he was. So he named him Peter. Um, and he was found in Germany um, in the 1700s.
1: Also, feral?
0: Yeah. yeah. Them...
1: No, feral children was like a legit it issue is that existed. Basically, this happened a lot in India, which yeah. is why I asked. In India, what would happen sometimes jungle is... Jungle Book. Yeah, Mowgli, jungle, oh. book jungle Book would have been... Yeah, I, get, I get the difference But, but imagine now. Jungle Book now. from the perspective of a human being and not the animals, because yeah, right. you can you, you talk with Mowgli and he's like human yeah. in animal's perspective, but... For The humans seeing Mowgli, he's like growling and he's like running on all fours, like he is an yeah, animal, yeah. 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 That's because he's basically raised around yeah. them
0: and everything. Um, so, so yeah, so what his name ended up being Peter. Um, Peter was found in the woods in Germany, and the people didn't know at first. But George, the first, uh, I think he was visiting Germany and he, he heard about it. He's like, Oh wow, I would love to just bring him with me. So he came back. To London in 1726. Will the
1: audacity of the British yeah. ever end? <laughs> Dude, I
3: feel like every episode we find something about yeah. white people. But it's just... Specifically
1: the British these days. Oh, the like, it's the
0: original.
3: Yeah, the original. Conquering yeah. whites.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, Peter was used for entertainment. But, I mean, he was also taken out of the wild, and he was, you know, given a home, and he was taken care of and everything. Did they teach
3: him how to, like, um, educate him?
0: Well, the only words that he ended up learning was his name, Peter, and then also George. So it was just the monarch and his own name. It's
3: like a really messed up version of Calvin and Hobbes. The problem with getting feral kids as pets is that they eventually become adults— and then you don't want to take care of him anymore. Oh, God. Well, no,
0: he oh, kind of God. had a good life when he as he got older, he like he they didn't like just, you know, go put him down outside in the woods or anything as he got older because they didn't want to By the way, him this anymore. really
1: brought your story, Devin, into like stark perspective. <laughs> when you just imagine a human being like that. Like, yeah. that's what we're doing.
0: Right. Remember
3: when we said dogs are like as smart as six year olds? This, yeah. this, this is,
0: is Peter. Hey.
1: Dogs are as smart as Peter.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, so they would dress him up. He so and everything. Um, he eventually he did learn to be around people, although like he would refuse to sleep in a bed. So he would just sleep in a corner on the floor in a room, and that's where he would sleep. Um, and he eventually learned to pick pockets of others for food. He would look for food and just like go pick pockets. He lives for with a the king, doesn't
1: he? <laughs> fucking eat yeah, they would
0: feed him, but that's just Dude, what he would way, do. By the way,
1: by the way. Dude, who are all these British aristocrats with food in their pockets? <laughs> yeah, who does that, bro? Dude,
3: there are so many questions
1: <laughs> in this
3: story.
0: We just may never know the answers to these. I'm just recording what real it is. Will the
1: audacity of the British <laughs> ever end putting food, putting in, their food in their pockets. Food oh, in their pockets, taking kids out of the woods. <laughs>
0: um, well, Peter, he was the favorite the favored plaything of his of the king's daughter in law Princess Caroline. Um, and he was taught. So yeah, he could say his oh, yeah. name. Dude,
1: right? I'm the same. but the look on your face is <laughs> plaything. We were like, oh, um. it's not
0: my words. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> no, no, just <laughs> no. I know it, it's super. Like awkward. I, when I came across this, like I couldn't help but laugh at first. But then as I'm reading it, I'm just like, oh my god. But I'm like, this. We have to talk about this because it's yeah. it's interesting. But I mean, I don't know. So um, Caroline really liked him, so he learned to say his name and George, and then he, uh, Caroline taught him to, to bow and kiss the hands of the ladies at court.
3: Yeah, I bet she did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, one of the, uh, I don't know who Lucy is, um, but this, she said, the first time he saw someone removing stockings, he was greatly upset thinking that the ma- that man was peeling his own skin from his leg. And so that's just to demonstrate that he was having a hard time fitting in with civilization, but he was there. Was he wearing
1: clothes? Like they, they, I'm he did sure wear. They did. He did wear clothes. I feel yeah, like they you know, done he did that, wear yeah. clothes.
0: But he's still. I mean, this is all new for him. I mean, he's been in the wild, yeah. you know, for however long that he was. Um, so yeah, Dude, clothes must
1: be a weird thing. Yeah, if you've never seen that. I mean, you know, the funny thing is though. I really also wonder what the experience of a feral child would be in the sense that human beings are essentially not made to not wear clothes. Like, we have not much protection to keep us, you yeah. know, safe. So I, I wonder how he felt about the fact, that, oh, I can, I can be warm now, you know. Yeah. What is yeah. this feeling of yeah. I'm sure there
0: must have been a mix of, you know, he's— whatever's going on, on the inside of him, you know, because he couldn't express himself. But I'm sure there was some sense of, like, yeah, oh, okay, it's good. But then also being scared because these are all new experiences for him, you know, visually, all the stimuli that's going around him and everything. You know what it is? I
1: imagine it had to be for us. It's like, if he was wearing, like, spandex in public the whole time, like, basically, you know, we'd be really uncomfortable walking around like, huh, hey, yeah. guys, I'm wearing this thing right Welcome now. Welcome
2: to a woman's world.
1: Well, uh, I, I mean, like, well- <laughs> Full body spandex, like a. Yeah. You walk around in spandex?
2: Yeah. Oh. I mean, not right now.
1: Oh, well. Okay. He's.
3: Okay, hold on. uh, I think I need to clarify (laughs) your point. You're talking about, like, one of those green man suits, like.
1: Like Will Smith in that one episode of. But you're specifically
3: saying, oh, this was awkward because you feel. Like. Like, you're not wearing anything else over it. You're just saying, like, I feel feel weird weird because people see.
1: Because there's something on me that's, like, it's not it's normal not, it's not it's clothes not because yeah. he wouldn't process his clothes he'd process like oh this thing i have to wear so it's kind of the same thing it's feeling like oh what am i wearing Like, what is this yeah yeah
0: yeah um okay well so just to continue with, with peter <clears throat> we're almost to the yeah. so um eventually the king and the court they tired of him so they sent him to live away on a farm and oh, so God. he was no, yeah sure but, no. they sent N- him not to a no he did <laughs> go to a farm Caroline's he went like, to daddy, a daddy, what no, to I my farm
1: she said oh daddy what happened to my play thing oh he's, he's on a farm don't no, worry Caroline no he did go to he's... a farm
0: it was a farm near Berkhamstead in Hertfordshire Her- Her- just cause it's in that the sounds history like book you know, no it's, it's listen,
3: true listen the king was just like you know what? I don't want anyone to find out. No. Yeah. You know let's, what to do. Let's no. put him in the books. But he yeah. lived,
0: according to this, no, he lived a happy life. Like, he was able to go out into the woods and just kind of be, and he was taken care oh. of.
1: What no. a great happy ending for no. Peter. God, no, wait, wait, damn it. I have a question for you, Courtney. <laughs> they though. killed him. How old did he get to be?
0: Well, I'm going to get to that, because okay. I just want to, I, I want to just do this little thing in between. The, 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 as soon as, so, listen,
3: as soon uh, as he hit puberty, they're like, dude, going the to the farm.
1: That's the thing, dude. Because, I mean, no matter how much of a feral or animalistic human being you are your body's like oh you're a human being you've got human being stuff going on and like he's seeing caroline and he's just like i'm feeling these things and i don't know what to do that, yeah. that awkward yeah. boner yeah <laughs> even if he doesn't know what he's doing his body's gonna be like so i mean at some point the king's like whoa 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 well hey. maybe that's why
3: she was he was her I favorite know. Maybe. dude i wonder if
1: george knew and that's why he went to the farm george dude like, what george is like you Caroline, the dog, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the only instance where that is not uh, bestiality somehow. Oh my this god! This story. Oh, yeah.
0: Go on. Okay. Go on. All right. Go uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the farm, it was said yeah, the person who was taking care of him, uh, farmer Brill, I think that was his name. Farmer every Brill. every
3: name in this farm is fake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Brill okay. was the corner stop you
0: guys are so mean but you're not mean but you're mean anyway Um, it's a good
1: story so uh
0: he said that he was exceedingly timid and gentle in his nature and he loved to have gin and he had a strange fondness for stealing away into the woods to feed upon acorns so just gin and acorns that's what he liked to do that's what peter had for his life Um, but eventually he, because he would wander off at one point he did, he ended up in a a town a hundred miles away. And since he was missing, they actually had a reward like, oh, let's find him. Let's bring him back. And eventually, um, Peter did come back. It was after he was found after, um, there was a fire in whatever that town was a hundred miles away. And so he was the only surviving thing. And he came back. What the,
4: dude, dude,
3: (laughs) dude, Peter goes a hundred miles to another town probably burn it to burns the ground. Down. Yeah. He's
1: know. like the red flowers blooming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so when he's brought back to the farm, okay, I know how you guys judging by your reactions I can only imagine what this reaction will be. When he came back to the farm, they did fit him with a collar with his name and address, so if he ever did wander off again, they would know where to bring him back.
1: I'm a man. I'm a man.
0: Oh, I should be Facebooking live this, this reaction Lordy. right here. Was it, what was his tag shaped like? I, I don't know. I wasn't given that description. It was a heart. Was a heart of course.
1: Because they love Peter.
0: Uh, okay, so to wrap up, so he never did wander off again. He stayed on the farm. He uh, died on February twenty second, seventeen eighty five, aged over seventy. So he lived to be wow. a good age. That's, a, that's um, a good time
3: in dog years. Yeah, and
0: uh, <laughs> there's still they, they don't know who this person is. But every year, um, I don't know if it's on his birthday or on the day that he died. I'm not. It doesn't specify. But there's somebody that still goes and leaves flowers on his grave. They don't know to, who. To they don't day? know to this day. People wow. they don't know who the person is. Caroline, but, uh,
1: dude, it's Caroline, she's doing some maybe. family <laughs> opera stuff, you know. Dude, um,
0: that
3: that's Outcast song, Caroline. That should be our outro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, they they were trying to ask. They asked the because he's at, buried in a church graveyard. So they were trying to ask the congregation. You know, do you know who's leaving the flowers? And they said they, um, this was the quote, which I thought was really nice. Uh, we have no idea who leaves the flowers, but it must be someone who thinks Peter should be remembered. Oh, so I yeah. thought that. See, it's kind of a good.
3: Peter ending. should be remembered. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. a really bizarre story. Yes, I know it is.
3: Listen, as <laughs> the moral of the story is, if you're not going to keep a feral kid into adulthood, don't don't adopt in your castle. Yeah, yeah don't just don't do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I agree, dude. I mean, and the thing is, just going to go
3: through puberty. They're going to start eating a lot. Yeah, dude, they're going to the, start fucking dude, everything in your house. Dude, the puberty part is like, listen, this whole He's thing gonna grow is a like mustache. dogs.
1: <laughs> Oh, God, the phase he must go... Like, like the equivalent of teenage years for a feral child. Just can you like, also
3: imagine... I mean, he was a boy, so it was less less hard, oh, I guess. Oh, God. But can you imagine going through puberty and, like, not being able to communicate with yeah. another human being yeah. about, like, what's yeah. happening mm-hmm. to you? It's awkward.
0: Be very frustrating, Even more too. awkward than yeah. you know,
3: middle school for the rest of us, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, by the way, just on topic of for feral puberty. children, like, that is... It's not like a an ancient issue or like an, like there's still feral children now, you know, kids who get abandoned in the woods. Uh, It happens in India a lot more than other places, but like there's other places around the world, you know, like she mentioned Germany where kids get abandoned and they grow up in the wilderness and they're just living on their own and they're, they don't know Uh, language. And
0: I mean, obviously I didn't know about this one, but the first story I remember it was in um, when I was taking my psychology classes, um, it was in France and I thought that was the first um, record of a feral child. And it was, I think it was some French physician who might have found... I think it was a girl, but I'm not Didn't sure. They, I
3: feel like I've but, seen a documentary
1: about that. Yeah,
0: um, and I thought that was the first recorded one, but maybe Peter is the first recorded. He, that's older.
1: Peter's story is older? Peter's, Yeah, because well, I think the George one, the first, I think the one in
0: France was in... I think it was in the was 20th century, in, in the much 1900s. More recent.
1: I mean, they, they have, like, film, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Dude,
1: I was going to say, you know, maybe the reason why, you know, in France and Germany... Nobody was noticing. Sparrow children was they had the whole dancing thing going on, you know? <laughs> they were dancing they plague. They got their own, yeah, they <laughs> got their own <laughs> problem. Dancing <laughs> plague going on and they're like, forget about the kids for now. Just
0: all these children running rampant yeah. in the forest.
1: Yeah, exactly. The parents <laughs> are dancing, the kids are running off into the woods, eating acorns. Eating acorns, acorns and, and gin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um I mean yeah, that's
0: Yeah. <laughs> Great story. The that, was story. That, was, that was a good story.
1: That was was a good story. I had a lot of interesting stuff in it. Yeah,
0: I just I know I knew for today I had to work in the otter stuff, even if I had to kind of yeah. force it in. And then I I did want to put in the the George the first and his his human pet. So
1: yeah. That's... <laughs> by, by the way, I don't know what would be better the the hashtag of um. What did I say? The nun nun nun. Sh-
2: oh yeah. Uh- Summer summer, nun, summer summer summer
1: nunship nun hashtag summer nunship or like hashtag the audacity of the British because <laughs> <laughs> that's like the theme.
0: No, there was one that you said earlier. Uh, I think it was during your story that was.
1: Oh, I don't remember about. though.
0: That was funny. No. We'll have to listen back to it and hear it. Yeah,
1: maybe tell us afterward. But I, I, I have to know just the process you go through, Courtney, <laughs> to find stories because For like you, Ryan, uh, Ryan and I like we do our best. And I feel like we always pale in comparison to how good your stories are. Uh, I
0: don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> if you want the honest – like, I'll come clean right now. If you want the honest truth, I procrastinate. And I do it at the last minute. I work better under pressure. Mm-hmm. and right. I, I, I mean, I have ideas, and I let it kind of percolate in my mind, and then I actually sit down and look up and then stuff.
3: The day of, you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> this, Looking yeah. it up as we're in here
1: like someone else is talking just
0: yeah, just slowly no. Um, I know this. Uh, but... On the
1: topic of pets, my mind would not have been like, oh, I should look at feral children as pets. Well, I didn't I didn't <laughs> yeah, go I for that. <laughs> Oh, you were led to it.
0: No, I was led to because I was oh. looking up because um, I was trying to find people who may have had otters as pets because I was mm-hmm. going to try to relate to oh, that. So you were like weird so, pets. So then I put weird pets owned by famous people. And by the way, I didn't know this. I'll throw this in there because that was another thing I wanted to bring in. That um, one of the presidents, actually two Teddy. of the presidents, used to have alligators yeah, in, as Teddy. pets. Teddy Roosevelt's the,
1: one of them in yeah. the White House. Who's the other one? Do you know?
0: Um, I, I have to look it up okay. again. But he he kept the alligator in like the unfinished East Wing of the White House in just a room there with a bathtub and huh. that was the alligator
1: dude teddy, like the alligator room didn't <laughs> teddy <laughs> roosevelt also have like and i could be he wrong had this, a lot of a animals. bear and a hippopotamus like i remember yeah, he yeah. had like some weird pets
0: yeah i know he roosevelt had a lot dude a pet hippo um, you're asking um, to get
3: killed yeah, yeah
1: that's, <laughs> hippos don't fuck around yeah
4: that's
0: rough uh, i was gonna see if i could try to get it but my wi-fi went out on my yeah. device but anyways we, i guess we need to wrap up yeah anyway. i mean
1: it's, it's yeah it, it's like. You can do a whole episode on Teddy Roosevelt's pets. Actually, when I was... You can do a whole episode on Teddy Roosevelt, period. That yeah. Yes. Was, that he was, was like, very dude.
2: interesting.
1: The uh, As soon as when I was researching the topic of pets, the first thing I wanted to do was actually Teddy Roosevelt's pets, but this Stevens Island rent thing... That, that called, called that out to you. Yeah, he was drawing that, you to it. That was... Yeah, genocidal cats is kind of my <laughs> my forte. That is your. That is That guess. is all your experience. <laughs> yeah, with cats. I, I've never known a cat to be gentle with me, so. I Maybe know, that's
3: why you like Boo so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the first cat. He does, he's not really gentle. He just tolerates you. He just kind of yeah. like, huh. dude. There was one time where hey, I kid. was sitting on the couch, we're watching Netflix, and Boo just jumped up in my lap and like just curled up in my lap, and I was so like elated. I asked. I think Ryan, you almost cried. I, I asked Ryan, "Dude, take a picture of me, please. Take a picture. <laughs> I
2: need to have this forever." Do yeah. you yeah. like my cat? She's super sweet. Yeah. Yeah, she loves everybody. She's super cuddle bug.
1: Yeah, but she's not my cat. <laughs> that, i don't know she's not. honestly though way better your thing is i mean part of it is just his fur dude he's so russian is, blue very... his fur what color is your cat's fur she's a
2: tortie she's calico orange, orange black yeah. white yeah yeah i wanted a um i've always had tabbies my whole life so i was like i want a cool looking cat so I went to the shelter. I got a calico. I was like, I'm never getting a calico ever again. Only tabbies. They're horrible.
4: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> she's just super – she has so much energy. She, Like I said, she's a good hunter, so she earns her keep. Like if I see a spider, I'm like, here, and she'll get it, no problem. But she's also very um, – She's very vocal She because she loves people. She just wants to be with you constantly. So she's super vocal. If I'm not next to her, she'll like meow at me. And then she's also one of those like you could put anything on the counter like that and she'll be like.
4: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Like she's just a pain in the butt. But I love her to death. She's yeah. the sweetest cat.
0: Just kind of on that, because you're saying how the cat kind of nudges um, Ollie. When he's not getting attention, what he'll do is he'll, like, throw a temper tantrum. So, like, if I'm on my, my laptop, he'll come up. If he's on the bed or whatever, he'll come up, and he'll start to close my laptop with his nose. He'll nudge it close. <laughs> or if there's, like, you know, a basket of laundry, he'll go, and he'll push it off the bed. This is your dog, right? This oh is my gosh. dog, Ollie.
3: Dude, my dog is so polite. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he like throws I'll be, temper if he's tantrums. Like, if he's trying to, like, sit on me, and I'm, like, really focused on, like, I don't know, Overwatch or something... I'd be like, Bane, go lay down. And he'll look at me all sad and then he'll just go like lay down somewhere I- else. <laughs> or he'll like play with his toys over there. Or he'll like uh one thing he does a lot that's like pretty funny is he uh like he has like a bunch of toys. But I put them all like in this box, kind of like in the corner of my room. And he'll like go and he'll pick one out and he'll come over and like wanna be on the bed, so I'll like put him up there. He'll play with his toy over there for a while and then he'll like take it back down and he'll get out another one. He's like really he's a really <laughs> polite dog. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah that's what I love about Gav his uh like lifestyle's so matching mine like if I like when I went to Yosemite with him for like two days or closer to three days, all we did was like hike and he kept up like he was able to hike all day with us. but then other days like if I'm home if I come home from work and I just chill and do my homework, he's does does not bother me. he'll just occupy himself. I love it. It's like – like I said, I love Nova, but she's one of those dogs. She needs attention. She likes to give you her toys and stuff. Gav's not like that. He'll just leave me alone. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Love you.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, guys, any – do you have any shout outs Anything you want a signal boost? Any oh yeah. yeah, I just
2: want to say shout out to Sam if you're listening. And just so you know, we could have our own radio station too, and it would be way better than theirs. <laughs> Please, uh, yep. Stop. Okay, let There's the rivalry only, begin. Yep, we're way better There's, best friends. So that's all I gotta say.
1: The, you know what? Though your best friend oh isn't here. God. This is the. Hey. Only Whoa, guy. Sam! Are you hearing Sam. this right now, girl? I'm just saying she's on the room right now. Wow. So. Yeah. In this case, Uh. yeah. No. Uh, Uh I mean, I I felt like, if you have any causes to signal boost or any just, just, you know, guys? Just spay and neuter your pets. Spay and neuter your pets. Adopt. Adopt pets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? A one-year, two-year-old dog is still a baby.
2: And just so you know, oh, I wrote it down here, 25% of dogs that enter local shelters are purebreds. So just because you want a specific yeah. breed, like even Russian Blue, I guarantee yeah. you you'll find some sort of rescue or shelter Dude, that has them.
1: By the way, both of my pets, Smokey and Sam, they were rescues also. And Sam, he, we got him as like a puppy, but like he, I've never seen a dog of that variety because mm-hmm. like I said, he's a beagle and a dachshund. I've never seen that combo, and he looks like he's wearing a tuxedo because he's black, <laughs> white here on his chest, and white That's awesome. paws. So like, I don't know, you can nice. find really yeah, wonderful interesting. pets there. Yeah. Yeah. Also yeah. – uh,
3: Purebreds are, like, pretty unhealthy compared Uh, to... Absolutely. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, when in terms of... Which is why I'm hoping Gav lives a lot longer. I'm just hoping he doesn't have any of the genetic... Like I said, labs... Very characteristically get cancer. And
1: dude, do, don't German shepherds have bad hips or something like that? Very,
2: very. In yeah. fact, even Nova, she, she, Sam's worried. She's like, I want to get her on glucosamine or something because mm-hmm. of the hips. I mean, um, uh, dachshunds, back problems. I mean, uh, Dobermans, neck problems. They they all have these characteristics um, in body type and, and diseases that they carry, too. And so usually when it comes to um, uh, mixed breeds, they don't have those dispositions. Genetic diversity, baby. Yeah. 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 not so much inbreeding
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah Courtney, anything
1: you want to
0: um nothing for me um i realized i didn't do it last show but um you guys whoever our five listeners are or anyone else or uh, <laughs> one way, live. i know i
3: know who it was who was watching it was aaron it was Aaron. Oh, okay. So he made a comment on it already. Okay, oh, okay.
1: cool, cool, cool. Um, so, thanks. But Aaron. yeah, get
0: in touch with us on Facebook, uh, Twitter at Ryan Anoush. Yeah, tweet at us. Uh, tweet at us. Our email <laughs> is Ryan dead at gmail. Dude, you know what
3: our, our our show bird is? It's the the Stephen Island Wren because they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's good. true. That's, that's, that's our
1: yeah. that's our show. Bird. So that's how you tweeted us. Just yeah, yeah we, <laughs> we just get a bunch of bird images of bird corpses. Dead corpses. <laughs> yeah
0: oh gosh um <laughs> this is turning fast <laughs> yeah well yeah. by the way also if anybody oh would...
1: i want to make a
3: shout out go to your dad who loves my dog
1: oh yeah dude yeah dude surprisingly me being someone who listen i I love his dog too but i'm the kind of person who loves his dog from a distance like hey don't he, dude he will not pet my dog don't get too close Why? to me because, because my dog, dog poops wants... and then he wants to lay on my oh Everybody my god poops are you serious there. yeah but dude smoky shit in your bed i know he did he shat in my bed he got that's how much of an aggressive cat is he's like I'm gonna shit wherever I want and he'll shit on my bed but you can't pet and you were dog? like oh yeah, Smokey but heck? I still love you no but he's in an abusive relationship <laughs> with Smokey that's a- so he justified oh, it man that's Dude, do, do you true know how much, do you know how much my dad when Ryan brought his dog to my house how much my dad loved uh bane dude, your dad wants a dog so bad my d- bane ran to the house and my first thing was i was like oh wait ryan be careful just in case he doesn't like poop in the house or something or poop and pee in the house and my dad's like no no, no it's okay poop and pee <laughs> anywhere it's okay just, <laughs> dude your go. dad was encouraging he, and he, he was like, like no, no, oh pee pee
3: anywhere and he was like just pee <laughs> pee <nuzzling laughs> anywhere him. yeah, yeah. Fucking, i should bring bane over again Okay, you I know we're trying to wrap dog. up,
0: but I just want to show this one quick story. Yeah. So my dad, um, like we did have dogs every once in a while growing up, but my dad was just like, no, no dogs or whatever. I mean, like he once, at least the way I heard it, I don't know if it's true, but he once broke off an engagement with a girl before he married my mom because she let the dogs on the bed. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Okay? Whoa. So, but there, the dad's a hard man. <laughs> so, but,
0: but, so now when we got the, the three now boys he's living in a
1: house with- when
0: we got right. the three boys well and then one other thing so when we got the three boys he would come over to the house just to see the puppies not even us he would come over just to see the puppies and we would bring them over to his place like he this is a 60 year old man he'd be on the floor with the dogs rolling all over him how's your dad how's my dad and, <laughs> and it's just shocking and then when because he'd always talked about getting a dog but he never did so finally we just we ended up I can't go too much in the store. We ended up just bringing a puppy over to him, and she just kind of waddled in. And then from that day, my dad's just like, that's his dog, Daphne. That's her name. And when my sister would call him, when he still had her as a puppy, he'd be like, shh, I just put her down. I gave <laughs> her warm milk and honey. Not and she's uh. trying to go to sleep. Yeah. And he would let the dog sleep on the bed with him. Like, Daphne is his world now.
1: <laughs> Dogs are the best. <laughs>
0: the best.
1: Um, only so, shout-out yeah. I have is... If anybody's interested in being a guest, sh- uh, email us, tweet at us, uh, message us, us on know. Facebook. Let us know because we're always looking for guests uh, outside of just our normal social circle, which is well, running out quickly.
0: Guests or also if you have any yeah. ideas of topics you'd like yeah. us to, to talk about or anything like that, you know, just, just let us know. Uh,
1: Devin. We'd love to have you on again sometime. Oh, you know, thank you.
0: Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah,
1: it's it's been great.
0: I
2: don't like the drive, but uh,
1: but you you no love us.
2: I love you guys so much that I might come out again okay. someday. Okay,
3: Aaron will not. Aaron will not. He will just, never be back here again. We
1: died a little bit when he said that.
2: Wait, I almost didn't the, tell you why.
3: Uh, Noosh walked out. And uh, it was just me and Aaron in here. Because of the drive. And I was like, "Oh man, that drive was terrible." And he was like, "Yeah, it was." And I was like, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that drive to come to school here, or whatever." I don't remember what my comment was. Yeah, he was like, bad. "I wouldn't make that drive for fucking anything ever again." And I was like, <laughs>
2: "But that was Thanksgiving oh, weekend. Yeah, that's it. Right. Was it was really it was, bad. It was, it was yeah. worse. Aaron,
1: please come back. <laughs> Devin, tell, yeah. tell him. It wasn't I'll tell that him. Bad.
2: Yeah, he literally um, Facebooked me last night or, or yesterday, and he was like. Uh, go, what do you say? Like good luck with your impending doom. And I was like, Why does it have to be impending doom? And he's like, The radio show. I was like, Why does that have to be an impending doom? I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, uh, great episode. Good times. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Let's go ahead and uh, what's the uh, what's the song gonna be? Uh, I'm a dog and I like socks. <laughs> by by who? I don't
3: care. By a dog. That's uh, all that matters. Well, okay. Well, the band is
1: called according to this, Psycho Sticks. So, all right, guys, hey, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week on our next topic. Take care.
0: Ryan Anushar Dead is made possible thanks to KDHR, the student-operated radio station of California State University, Dominguez Hills. For more information about KDHR, please visit www.kdhr.net. The intro song for this show is Space Ace by Blind. This music is made available thanks to Overclocked Remix. For more information, please visit ocremix.org.